Welcome to Bonehead Weekly, and this is our 2022 year in review episode. And these are always actually good for our ratings. I never understand why these are so popular. No, people don't listen to us the rest of the year, but I think it's because people like to hear what people think about the year in review. I, I don't, I get that's my because nobody cares what we say about anything else. Well, boys, did you have a good year? You know, I, turn- it was it was a mixed bag. Go ahead, Chad. No, I was going to say in terms of 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 movies or just in general. In general, did you have a good year? For the most part, yeah. I don't think my year sucked too. Oh, there we go. Hold on, let me have another drink. You know, compared to 2021 and 2020, 2020. Infinitely better than those two. Yeah, yeah way better than 2020. I don't know about infinitely. Uh, it's, it's way, way I didn't better, have to, it's way I didn't better have to, for you, James, for obvious reasons. Yeah, I didn't have to walk around wearing a mask. Don't have we to, still I, have it, asked it, you to do that, sir. Yeah, no. The stress about full face if you could find one. There were some other stress items that happened in those years that you know impacted me, and you know they that so much other than a, a minor health issue this year. But other than that, it's it's been good. Impacted colon is what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think my year sucked too bad. We uh, had lost a couple of shows that I enjoyed doing, but that was okay. I made a decision, and that's how it goes. I. Still having the job, kids are healthy, family's healthy. Yeah, it could have been worse, guys. What do you all think? Yeah, no, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, again, I think 2020 is probably the lowest point I've had recently. Um, 2022. Yeah, 2020 was rough for you. Yeah, yeah, well, and I mean, you know. And your family. It's, and 2021, yeah, 2021 was a lot of recovery, a lot of. You know, lawsuits and stuff like that, but we're we're getting better. We're all all's good here. How how are you? I'm Born good. I'm, that's what I I was kind of. I'm not trying to be positive, but I was. I I didn't remember a huge tragedy. You got out of a lawsuit. I made a little extra money this year. Yeah. Chad's in, colon is not quite as impactful as it once was. Yeah, I think impacted. I think I think it's still equally impactful. No, I, it's writing has went to shit. Have you have you heard it read Macbeth? Yes. Dude. Yes. Riveting. It, it sure. I mean you... Macbeth's fine, but until it does Titus Andronicus, I'm not interested. It makes you weep. And it's so, not just from the fact that it is it's lost its binaca. Now, that being said, Chad was talking about what a fantastic year for movies it was for him. Movies and TV both. Not for me so much. Oh, I, I, a lot I know of good stuff, a... but not a lot of things knocking my socks off. I had a hard time with this, boys. Well, you know, this is. I, I was thinking about this, and as I was doing this, I was thinking that this is 2022, as we've actually been talking about. Personally, it was kind of, you know, it's not the best maybe year ever, but it was a good year. And I, I think that's kind of how I felt about it when it came to pop culture stuff. Now, because of some issues, I still didn't see a ton of movies in theaters, but right. I read a lot and, of books. And really I watched quick, a lot of TV. we're recording this December 22nd. I, I haven't, two, I don't think, James, have you seen Pinocchio? We still haven't seen Del Toro's Pinocchio. No, but I've heard. And it's amazing. Things. I wanted to start it last night. Couldn't do it. The long story. Knives Out, the Crystal Onion or whatever it's called. Glass, Glass onion. onion. I like the Crystal Onion Skull a little bit better. Space Demons. Matt LeBlanc has got Matt LeBlanc has got to go research him space demons. I think I got the plot down. I want to see that. I don't really want to correct bad. him because I'd actually watch that movie. I would watch yeah. that movie today. And he Matt does it with a chip. LeBlanc. 
It's yeah. basically a sequel to Dunstan Checks In, which I know is not the Matt LeBlanc one. No, that's the, oh, oh, shoot, the the pitching chimp movie. Oh, if you hadn't said Dunstan uh, Check In, Ed? I would. Ed, is it Ed? Ed? I was going to say Ed. So oh, I know. Well, it seems like it's been James Ed. keep freezing? You're freezing, too. Oh, James is the only one freezing. Am I freezing? Yes, you're freezing worse than Joe is. And he's completely froze. I, I hope my computer's not dying. That would be bad. Am I really <laughs> froze? I'm not frozen. I don't see you all frozen. I was saying now that my connection's unstable, though. That's yeah. a, that's unfortunate. Much like your I, your mental state. I don't. Which is weird because this is one of the only times that nobody else is on the uh, on the server but me. But okay, right. So guys. Let's start with some, I don't know. No, no. And I will say this uh, to your point of the previous years, I've actually struggled with my list of making at least a top five. There's like, what was it? 2020, 2021. I struggled to make a top five. I actually, uh, I told Joe before we recorded, I actually had a full list this year and I actually had to take. Um, What's he doing? What are you doing? Uh, one second. Let me grab a booster. Well, he's grabbing a he's grabbing a booster seat. Those we... who don't those who don't know James personally, he's three four, three feet four inches, and it's hard for him to reach the microphone, even though yeah. it's attached to his head. Because not only is he short, he's special. He's special, and he only has one ball, but it's as big as a baseball, so it yeah. makes up for two. <laughs> I don't know if people know that him and Hitler had that in common, but <laughs> I mean, they just did. He only had one nut. And if he hadn't had, if he hadn't fallen face first into that pile of nair, kind of the same facial hair. Kind of the same facial hair. Yeah. Should yeah. we pause till he gets back? Or we could just keep going and riffing on him. I'm fine with either one. Now, I kinda, Depends on how long well, you want Pickle, this segment to go. You want nothing to do with me until I start recording. You're like James, who's like, wanders into a pile of nair. <laughs> yeah 2022 didn't suck i don't see what else can we make fun of james left james has never come back no james doesn't love us Nichols, shut up what How else dare you tell that wonderful cat to shut up oh my god she wants nothing to do with my son she avoids him like the plague that cat who once used to somewhat pay attention to me now doesn't have anything to do with me i'm, I'm, I'm not heartbroken at all that's okay <laughs> All right, we're killing time. Let's go ahead and pause this for a second. Okay. We'll be back with James after these messages. James is back. back. We have the combination to the air shield. Sorry, sorry. I was just getting a booster. See if that would help my signal. Uh, you I definitely did. look taller. Yeah, and you're definitely not three and a half feet tall like Chad said. Oh, well, I mean, that I appreciate that. I, God, if I was three and a half feet tall with my body weight, that, I mean, I think I would be well into morbid obesity. Oh, don't sell yourself short now. Oh no, no, I've I've been screened. I am I am at the cusp now. I've lost enough weight to where I literally, depending on what I've had for lunch, is whether or not I'm obese or if I'm just overweight. Uh, well, that's good. So yeah, this actually became my dating app title. Am I obese? Am I overweight? It depends on lunch. So let's talk about this year, shall we? Sure, and I'd not? like to go first of once again the my actual most enjoyable, and this could be because it's just a few weeks ago. I hope not. 
I mean, there's it's hard to go back through all 12 months, but my most enjoyable experience was once again by myself in my basement watching a documentary like last year. Only this one, instead of Gilbert Gottfried, was the Automat on HBO Max. I've been wanting to watch that. I it's on my queue. What'd you say? It, it was Mel Brooks. It had Carl Reiner in it before he died. Mm-hmm. And of course, it <laughs> well, was. they did him after he died, but it didn't. It didn't it move. Didn't, it it didn't. just it, the gestalt of trying to get him yeah. to talk. Anyway, <clears throat> the automat, but it technically came out in 2021. It came out in 2021, and even though I never heard of it till a few months ago, chatted you till HBO oh, Max no, I, started. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it until I saw it on HBO. It was one of my recommendations on HBO Max, and I just and, haven't. And I finally, because Mel Brooks narrates it and does a song for it, well, he doesn't, he talks in it. And there's a lot of famous people, and the automat, for you all who don't know, you, you've you seen them in old-time movies, is, oh, where they go into those restaurants where there's glass doors and they pay, you know, with a coin, with a nickel or a dime, and they get their piece of pie or their sandwich or whatever. What I didn't know about these places, I knew about the movies. I knew they were called the Automat, and, and you've seen them in a lot of stuff. But actually, they existed till roughly into the early nineties. And on top of that, apparently, they had the best coffee in the world. And they go into this about how good the food was because how detailed these people who went into business. And basically, the automats existed in two different cities, Philadelphia and New York City. And they technically started in Philadelphia. And these partners and the quality control, and Chad, you'll love this when you watch it. It's just, it's ridiculous that you give this much detail. The quality control of that food was so much better than fast food we have today. And a lot of it was. Or there's seasonal. basically none. <laughs> right, right. But a lot of it was seasonal. So you only got these certain pies at certain times of year. And it starts talking to Carl Reiner going, I would wait till winter when they have this chocolate fudge, blah, 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 blah. And everyone would go in with a nickel. And you, whether you, they were also one of the first restaurants that wasn't segregated. No. So rich white people would sit right across from other people. African-American people would sit across from other people and there was no segregation in the automat and no one thought anything of it. What killed the automat, which is kind of also fascinating. So I don't have to watch the documentary now. Yeah, well, no, I, okay, you're right. I probably shouldn't give too much into it, but they were ornate. They were beautiful. You could go in and sit for a while and that's one of the problems. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, hours. there was that entire thing for a period of time where restaurants would do psychological studies about what will make you want to leave quickly. Mm-hmm. And there were these actual studies done. And that's one of the reasons that if you're a child of a certain time period, you may remember that McDonald's used to do this garish kind of red and yellow coloring. And it was because actually they did a study and they found that it's not so much that it will make you not want to go there. But it's not a color combination that makes you want to stay. And nobody goes to a fast food restaurant and really sits down and sits for to stay a while. That's just not a thing, I don't think. Unless, yeah. well, I okay. First, except for old people at Hardee's, which, by the way, I oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, old, old people ben at McDonald's. And at McDonald's, yeah, yep, yep. 
my 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 grandfather that was his that was his morning every night every morning is he would go and hang out at a McDonald's with his other pals and drink coffee nonstop for three hours and then come back home. Yeah. Well, what else are you supposed also, to do? I was going to say, and also the Waffle House. I don't, but they must not have followed that study about the colors because I still. Ugh. But I don't think the, I don't consider the Waffle House fast food. You don't? No. Hmm. No, because they prepare I, it for you there. I mean, it's not like it's kind of you know under a heat lamp and then throw out i mean yeah and and that's the best place to get to learn what sort of guns are in play on the streets too yeah i actually haven't been to a waffle house in years i should take i haven't either i I haven't been in almost since someone pulled a gun since somebody pulled a gun on me 15 years yeah yeah yeah, and it was and and for those listeners it wasn't a customer it was the damn waitress One one bad experience with a waitress pulling a gun on you and you label the entire check. Dude, there was several experiences. That was just the topper on the cake. (laughs) So back to what I was saying. Don't go to Waffle House, though. HBO Max, check out the Automat for a bit of history about something that, that no longer exists. And I would love to have tried their coffee. Who's next? James, you go, man. I'll go. Yeah, I'm going to do something. Uh, And, and, you know, we. that's about damn time. We do pop culture here, but I'm so I want to do something that will probably be a movie by this time next year. It's Hold on, so been... we're talking about our favorite movie, and you're not going to talk about our favorite movie. You're going to talk about something else. I thought we Are were doing shocked? best of 2022. No, but I, we were talking about favorite movies. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I can let me do a movie. I didn't mean to upset Chad. <laughs> Jeez. I think you told me this. I'll get to I'll get to the book I, later. I guess I, I love you. It's just their structure, James. Well, when are y'all doing books? Y'all you. never do books. You talk about movie and TV. So I was gonna we'll start do movie, with the movie, TV, gonna... and then you can do your bookie. He also doesn't love you. Okay, fine. You know what? I'll I'll start with something that I enjoyed way more, and I feel like because we we had this conversation there on that Australian folk show. Yeah. Um. But probably one of the best surprises and that I enjoyed way more than I even thought I would, as much of a nerd and geek and comic book fan I am, is is Disney Plus's Werewolf by Night, which is not really a movie, but it's not a television show. I agree. I agree. It was going to be the next thing I talked about if one of you all didn't. It was fan-effing-tastic. It It has everything that I wanted it to have. It has enough quote-unquote mystery. If you don't know the character, you don't have to know the character. If you do know the character, they don't change anything too much on it that's going to upset you. And I don't know shit about him or... Can I say the... the, the, the yeah. yeah. People watched it. I don't know shit about him or Man-Thing. See, I knew Man-Thing. That's the only one. and that's, that's But I enjoyed Ted. the hell out of it. That's why, <laughs> that's, why, that's why I liked it. So honestly, that's one of the things I liked about it is because that was the first time I've watched something Marvel related where I had absolutely no idea who any of the characters were. And I actually had to Google them. And I was like, oh, okay. But, I'm, I'm the, but yeah, I loved it. I love the fact that we also get Kirk Batcher of, of Muppets, um, Haunted Mansion, and Star Trek IV fame. Mr. Thatcher, if you happen to watch this, I know you've done way more than that, but I, this is the way that always comes to mind as one of the hunters. And I love that, you know, it's it's funny because we're getting another Blade movie, oh, a new Blade, I guess, uh, that will fit in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm excited that we're getting that. But it was also kind of nice to see this this version of hunters where the hunters are not necessarily the heroes, right? Like Ted didn't do anything wrong. He's been captured and he's going to be hunted just for them to decide who's going to be the new leader. 
and and they themselves then are the monsters. And I I enjoyed that way more. And it's not that that's never been done before, but I didn't think I'd see it done that way in a what fifty four minute movie, uh, including credits, openings, and everything. Marvel special presentation, quote unquote, on on near Halloween, and I had a blast with it. And it was everything that I wanted it to be that I didn't know I wanted it to be, but I had a lot of fun with it. So that literally is one of the things I walked away from 2022 saying, man, if they just did one of those a year, do a different old school Marvel horror character and do it every Halloween or do another werewolf by night. I'm fine with that too. I would be there. It it was just a lot of fun. And it's so weird that it was directed by Mike, who is moaning, who is all, he's a composer. He's only done three, three directing jobs. One's one's one of the short tricks from Star Trek and he did something called monster challenge. And then he did this and I'm like, where is this? Why, why is this guy only composing music? He should be doing something other than, than that. <laughs> you know? By the way, there's somebody sitting there going, why is he wasting his talent on films when his music is so good? It's I mean, diff- he, does, ha- he does have a pretty extensive, impressive uh, composing career, but I mean, I'm just like, man, werewolf by night. It was so unique, for, especially for Disney. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was. So that's, I literally twenty twenty two. One of my top experiences checking that out. I agree. Right. Well, um, so yeah, if you if you watched our 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 uh, episode on Good Movie Monday where we talked about our favorite movie of the year, um, so this is not going to be any surprise to anybody. But if you didn't listen to our segment on Good Movie Monday, uh, my favorite movie of the year is, and I, I'm I am so happy it's getting Oscar buzz. Uh, is everything everywhere all at once. And it's I, just not streaming anywhere unless you have a damn premium. Like you have to have Showtime or something else. I wanted right. to watch it the last few weeks, and I just couldn't get it at the time to go to the Red Box and get it. Yeah, and find and yeah the I I checked it, so I wasn't. I missed it at the theater. That's that's one of those. That's probably the most disappointed I've been in the theater. Is I wanted to see this movie, and I had an opportunity, and then something popped up, and I couldn't go. Um, so I had to wait for the the Red Box. Uh, and I, and the day it came out at Redbox, I went out and checked it out, and I, I, I was, I could not be more pleased. I mean, it, it, it is an amazing. It's a comedy, it's a drama. It has a lot of action in it, uh, and and I said this on the other one. It, it I, I, Sam Raimi, Joe, James, I just, I, I don't know where you stand on Sam Raimi. I know Sam Raimi is mine and Joe's favorite one of our it's joe's favorite director it's one of my top three favorite directors i don't know where he stands in your 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 i mean as far as as and i don't mean this condescendingly as far as living directors he's probably in the top three or so i mean just simply because uh, now there's a lot of directors that are dead that i admire uh that seven seal guy does okay (laughs) y'all ever see any of his movies that berg fella No, I mean, he's seriously one of my favorite directors of all time, but he did not. And I know it's partially it's Disney on top of him trying to he just didn't do the job that they did for everything everywhere all at once. I, I and like I said, and behind all the wackiness, it is a story about a daughter who cannot connect with her mother and a mother who is just completely oblivious to what she has. She, uh, you know, doesn't she doesn't see the the man she's married to she doesn't see the daughter that she's raised all she sees is sadness which is you know no way to live your life and it took all and then it's about her exploring 
those emotions and coming to reality of, of what she truly has. And it is, it not only is it an amazing, visually stunning and an, a, a roller coaster ride, it does have a lot of emotion behind it. And that's what I look for in movies. I look for all of that. Uh, though, the, these one note movies, sometimes the other than they just don't, they just don't connect with me anymore. And with the exception of a few, um, so that's why I, 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 it had to be number one. And I just, I hope we see something happen at the Oscars because I think this movie deserves everything. I do. So, yeah. Well, we'll see who's even though, like, this year. And I don't give a shit about the Oscars. So I, if they, even if they don't, they, they're idiots. All right. Is it my Joe, turn again? Maybe turn. we need to start our own award. Like we can give out the Chattikins award or something. <laughs> um, I don't we'll know. Have, we'll it, blow most of our budget on the uh, the polish for the dome on top. Have they announced the, the Oscar nominations yet? They no. haven't, right? It's too early. No, okay. It's too early. Yeah, Dan oh. Quan and Daniel, Sh- Sh- I can't pronounce his name, Shinert. I hope they both get nominated. Okay. So, I don't know that I have a favorite movie this year, gentlemen. So, I'm going to talk about things that I was just really pleasantly surprised. And this one, I haven't heard a lot about. But I was pleasantly surprised. I read the short story. I don't remember it quite well. But it's just a slow-moving movie. Uh, It's kind of like a long Twilight Zone. But Mr. Harrigan's phone. Did either one of you watch it? I loved it. Haven't seen it. It's just really well made. If you don't know what it is, it's was on my list. It was on my top ten, but I removed it for other ones. Yeah, John Lee Hancock, who uh, I think he also directed The Road. Am I wrong about that? Anyway, uh, it stars that one kid from it and Donald Sutherland. And basically, he gets a job reading for a rich recluse, a billionaire in a small town in Maine, of course, because it's based on a short story by Stephen King. And he reads for him every day, and he gets paid for it. And this chat goes on. He didn't direct the road. He directed the founder, Paradise Lost, Paradise the Alamo, the blinds, okay. the blind side. Okay. So I got it wrong. Anyway, moving right along. He reads for him every day. He pays him a wage. And this happens over years and years and years. And his basically gives him for Christmas scratch offs every year. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally one year the scratch off wins and he wins quite he wins a little money. And he Mr. Harrigan, not necessarily an evil man. We don't know a lot about him, but he's probably not. To, he's a billionaire, so he admits he gives him a phone, right? He buys him a Christmas present of a phone. Mr. Harrigan gets kind of addicted to the phone. And then when he dies and they have this long thing between them, like I said, this is not a fast paced movie. And when he dies, he puts the phone where, Chad? In the coffin. In the coffin with Mr. Harrigan. And you can see where the movie goes from there. I'm just going to say, the, the one problem I had with this is, didn't you think they were, and I don't know if it was Toland, if that stole it from somewhere else, but it was a, it was almost a direct ripoff of the Twilight Zone episode. It absolutely is. Yeah, it okay. is and as Stephen King, I'm sure would say that, it, that, that it's an inspiration, that that Twilight Zone, I can't remember the name of it with the old lady. Her, I am blanking. Her young fiance and where the, the cord yeah. fell off at the end of his grave. It, it um, absolutely is that. I think it's a little deeper. And a little bit, it has a oh, lot it of is. psychological themes going on, not only between the kid, but also what would you do if there were no repercussions? 
and you right. could have somebody taken out. Right. And are you God? Should you have somebody killed? Should yeah, you I, be the judge, jury, and execution? Don't you think that's the reason why it made it to my list of and by the way, is it the best movie ever made? Absolutely not. Is it the best movie I saw this year? I I doubt it, but it had many layers. Back to what you were talking about. There are several different questions that go on. And it's like a long Twilight Zone. It is. And it's it's got the common decencies. It's not six hours long. And Donald Sutherland's amazing in it, as he always is. And he just gives a great performance. So I, I enjoyed Mr. Harrigan's phone. And it's on Netflix. And I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. And if you get a chance, check it out. I enjoyed it. It's a quiet little... Sus- it is a horror film. I, I hate saying suspense or dark, blah, 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 blah. It is a horror film, but it's it, it's not anything you couldn't watch with most of your family if your children are a little older. Right. I mean, it's not blood and guts, It's but it's spooky as hell. So check it out. James, you can do your book if you want, man. I was just playing with you. No, 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 no. He can't do books. He can't read. No, no I'll, I'll go ahead and do my other one. I mentioned this on, on uh, Good Movie Monday as well, but it is the only movie that I rushed out to buy. Well, that's a lie. I also bought the newest Bond film because I've got to c- keep my set complete. But <laughs> the new the the movie that I bought on Black Friday would be the unbearable weight of massive talent. Yeah, it's Nick Cage, but I th- there's also the idea that, and we've talked about this before. There's these movies that try to do something quote unquote meta where people are playing a fictionalized version of themselves. William Shatner doing it in free enterprise. Jean-Claude Van Damme actually did it really well in JCBD. I don't get to give too many uh, Jean-Claude compliments on this show because, well, I'm not as huge as fan, but JCVD is really well done. So is time cop. Anyway, uh, and Hart-Bargett. that's not, I that's not overly meta forever. That's- that's not really meta. Uh, but Nick Cage, double Nicholas team, Cage double team. Nick Cage. J- James. Nicholas Cage playing Nick Cage. <laughs> Listen, it, it, which is the one that he did that came out the same time as uh, Rush Hour, except it was him and Rob Schneider. Oh, God. Is That's it the only good one where they're, where they're trying remember. to stop the illegal jeans from yeah. hitting the market. Like, like Levi's? But, yeah. No, jeans. Oh, I thought it was... No, maybe it's not replicant. So there's not. No, it's not replicant. It's it's. I I want to say it's it's a it's a counterfeit fashion. I think it's blue. Holy jeans. shit! I was making a joke, James. That's the yeah. actual plot. I think so. I may be misremembering. This is Johnson's third grade class really outdid themselves. <laughs> Listen, counterfeit blue jeans were a big thing for I guess some people. Never for me. It was like, anyway. Talk fit? about your story. I'm going to strangle a cat. Um. The unbearable weight of massive talent is Nicholas Cage playing Nick Cage. He's not getting the roles that he wants anymore. He doesn't feel fulfilled. He doesn't. And it's basically about him agreeing to go to this uber rich fan's house who turns out to be a drug dealer. The FBI tries to get him to do things, all of this stuff. And oddly enough, as you might expect, it ends up having a relatively happy ending for all concerned parties. But the reason that it works for me is that I do really enjoy when these shows do meta. William Shatner playing a fictionalized version of himself in Free Enterprise works because 
he basically is playing every negative stereotype of himself. Nicholas Cage playing Nick Cage and doing this indecisive, all of that stuff. If you liked any of his films, it, it, it was really good. And it got really great reviews from critics. It just didn't find an audience, which is a bummer. I mean, it did okay. But if you've never seen it, I'd say check it out because it's it's a comedy. It's got Tiffany Haddish. It's got Doogie Howser. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Sorry, Mr. Harris. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Also, if you're a fan of, you know, The Mandalorian, it's got, you know, The Mandalorian. It's got uh, Pedro Pascal. Um, but it's it's just a fun movie, and it's it's a comedy that we don't see very often. That is very much self aware, and it's got slapstick and it's got some of that stuff in it. But it's just a fun movie with some action, some explosions, and and some people coming to terms with who they are, what they are, and what really would make them happy. So it's got a little bit of that emotion that Chad wants, but it also is. As as some people would say, you can think about it if you want to. It's not a requirement. It's just a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. By the way, I want to talk about the fact that I, I just said I, I know I look for movies with a lot of layers because I need I, I I look for that now, but I still love movies that don't. Nobody. I, one of my favorite movies from what last year. Yeah. Oh, nobody is actually my even my wife loved nobody because she goes that is better than it has any right to be. And we w- did go and see Violent Night, which is not in my top list, but it was a lot no, of fun. No, but it's a lot of fun. There's 50 good minutes of that. We went and saw it Saturday, and there's – well, actually, it's better than that. I, I'm not giving it enough credit. It's a lot of fun. No, no, and that's my wife's exact review of that because one of the producers is the same as the producer on Nobody. And she was like, yeah, whatever they're doing. She goes, it's always better than it has any right to be. And I was like, no, that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, Violent Night was a lot of fun. It was. It's maybe the most fun I had in the theater, but I don't know that it's a... I hope to see it eventually. (laughs) You'll see it on February 14th when it's timely. (laughs) By the way, James, uh, the the Jean-Claude Van Damme, Rob Snyder film, Knock Off. Knock Off. Is it about counterfeit clothes? A fashion designer must join forces with a CIA agent to combat terrorism. I, there's and something about counterfeit clothes and the writer of knockoff steven d'souza mm. <laughs> i loved his orchestra <laughs> well he's on he wrote die hard in 48 no, hours i remember if i'm not mistaken that came out near rush hour and i can remember some people saying i don't know which one i want to go see 1998 no anyway all right so my second pick or, uh, and this is the one that uh, I was talking about on where I struggled with which one was my top one and, and everything everywhere all at once is just, it beats it out, but, but it's still an amazing film. Robert Eggers, the Northman. Okay. So I watched the Northman it didn't make my list and I enjoyed it ish. It's a beautifully, wonderfully well-made movie. Oh my God. Yes. But I didn't. It just try to help me. What am I, I missing? Well, it could, for one thing, I love I love movies about Vikings. So, <laughs> Outlander, um, Pathfinder. I loved all those films. Outlander. You gotta say Outlander. That 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 uh, Jesus guy fighting them aliens. Uh, yeah, alien dragons. Yeah, yeah. You 
can't go wrong with that. No, concept. I agree with you on Outlander, but they ain't no <laughs> damned alien dragons or Jesus <laughs> in the Northmen. But no, I no, but I love the 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 look of North Norse mythology that they put that Robert Eggers put into it, and then it's just a tale of revenge. Yeah, it's uh, a simple movie, by the way. It is. It really is a simple, simple movie, movie, but it's visually amazing. It is. There's, it is now. There's beautiful. some. There's some weird. There's other parts of it that like. I, I've, I and this is why I was like, why is that there? Like, for example, you know, the whole thing about the sword—he can only kill at night with it. Mm-hmm. You know, him going to talk to the 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 man who has the skull of William Defoe. Or why don't they just go over there and kill him? He says he's going to go kill him. Why don't they just kill him kill first? Him. Yeah, exactly. There's there's parts, and that's why I, I didn't make my number one. But man, I loved it. It was it's what almost three hours long, and I and it's I, a little over two. It's not three. It's it's okay. it's over two. I thought it was. I, I thought it was. I thought it was like two and a half. But I mean, it was one of those movies that I was very surprised at how much I liked it because I didn't. I I liked the witch. I didn't really care for the lighthouse. Okay, I kind of like the lighthouse better than I did in North. Now, 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 the one's a superior movie. I get it, but the lighthouse is so damned weird and different. That's why. That's why I was. Like, it was so weird, and I, I, and this is where I, I fall into the category of maybe being a a layman, a simpleton. I didn't understand what the plot was. No, <laughs> I don't was, think you should. It was just two guys who were going crazy being with one, and I'm like, what is William Defoe's problem? Have you have you uh have you ever read alone by and i'm sure i'm mispronouncing mispronouncing i read alone all the time sir uh shaboot it's a it's a graphic novel about oddly enough there's two two different stories that go on one of them though is about a deformed guy that has to tend a lighthouse and they drop him off food his parents were the tenders they died but they trained him because he was deformed and they knew he wouldn't be accepted by society and all they left him with was a dictionary so he's, he he literally goes through the day. Anyway, uh, I, I, apropos of nothing, except when you talk about loneliness and lighthouses, I immediately think of Alone by Shaboot. Well, now I think of the lighthouse and I can't stop thinking about it. Jacking off and drinking motor oil. That's so, not what happens in Alone. He reads the dictionary. Yeah, well, no, and um, by the way, everything you just said made me even want to go back and rewatch the lighthouse instead of the Northman. <laughs> it's I, a really well-made movie. And I no. want to see that guy tackle... I want to see him do his version of Nosferatu as well. So, yeah, I would love to see that. I and hopefully do. we get, I don't know if I want to see Willem Dafoe play Nosferatu again, but, or Count Orloff, I should say. Yeah, I, I yeah, but. I would li- I'd like to see somebody else do it. I've seen it, <laughs> but no, I mean, I really did. I love the Northman. I mean, it was, it was visually stunning. I love the characters. I mean, it was, it's, it's a simple film about revenge, but it's all the. It's $80 million simple film about no, revenge. revenge did you look at any of that? It cost a fortune, dude. You don't have to. I, you can he look at it. He could have made seven of his other movies for what they spent on that damn thing. I mean, I mean, it shows, but at the same time, I think it shows it effectively. I just loved it. It does, but that is a niche, niche audience, niche audience. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's my 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 second pick, Joe. What's your next one? Oh man, this is tough because I once again. I saw so many kids movies this year because we have kids yeah. and I do a review for Scarefest. So I saw a lot of horror films because I'm always trying to digest them so I can make this week's, you know, one week after another week after another week. So 
mine's a little horror heavy just because that's what I saw. But did either one of you all watch Fresh? No, I haven't yet. Fresh has excellent acting. Uh, not so really the, a twist. Go ahead. I kind of, I'm not a big Sebastian Stan fan. He's good in this. Okay. He just is. I think he's about as boring. I th- he's more vanilla than Jay Leno in those damn the Marvel movies. Oh God, yeah, and the show, no... even even that damn Hawkeye and the Bee or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> what show was it? I don't Cash, know. Uh, uh, Captain Falcon America and the, and the Bee. Yeah. Well, that... no, it changed to Captain America and the Winter Soldier at the end, but it was Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah no. Well, Captain Falcon and the Winter Bee. I is as vanilla as Jay Leno. However. I liked him in Fresh, just okay. like I, was, I haven't finished watching the Tommy. I Lee liked him in I liked him in Hot Tub Time Machine. I don't remember him in that, but I he liked was, he, Tommy he was Lee the bu- too. he was he was the bully. Oh man, man, I don't remember there being a bully. I remember the boobs in the hot tubs. He's the one that beats up Rod Cordry. Rob Cordry. I don't remember How could any you of not? that. I remember oh Chevy my god! Chase. Don't go watch the Lighthouse. Go watch Hot Tub Hot Tub Time Machine. They both make about as much sense as the other one. I'd say yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, of course, yeah. there's there's more breasts in Hot Tub. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Fresh, guys. It's one of those where if I tell you, it ruins it. But at the same time, it's not a huge twist. It's just so well acted. Yeah. It's just so well acted. So this year, we talked about this on Good Movie Monday. I hate to be repeating ourselves. But there was just a really good year for horror films. It was probably the best year for horror films in a long time. None of them are going to win an Oscar. And there was a shit ton of good ones that were different even the remakes were slightly different like hellraiser was slightly different and yeah third act of hellraiser the first act's hard to get through but by the time you get to the second act and third act you're like ah shit i can't stop watching this now right it just i can't explain it but it works works like gangbusters oh go ahead off off topic james uh grand isle is is that how you can explain grand isle because i'm in the first act and i'm having a hard time Dude, I I want you to see it. I I need to know. I need people to see that movie. And I want you to play the game. When did the money run out? Okay, because I'm 30 minutes in and I'm like, it started right away, apparently. Yeah. They ran out out when they were making catering. Yeah. So anyway, Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, okay. So back to it. If you get a chance, this was recommended to me by a good friend at work, Laura Stone, fresh, because I don't know that I'd watch it because I'm with you, Chad. I'm not a huge Sebastian Stan fan. And there was nothing about this movie that was really appealing to me. But she was like, oh, my God, you got to watch it. And I watched it. I really liked it. So I recommend it to people. I think I think it's on Hulu. Definitely check it out if you got Hulu and you like horror films fresh. This year's fresh. It's just, it's different take on several different things. So check it out. Who's James? It's better than the Texas Chainsaw on Netflix. Uh, I am going to do my book now. But what I was trying to say earlier before Chad got all nervous, um, this will be a movie shortly. Actually, before the book came out, the book okay, came out. So I will let you do this. But when the movie comes out, you can't mention it. I uh, don't. You're not my supervisor. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it says who? I want to see the contract. Um, I, I'd like to see the contract that says you are. Anyway. Um, by the way, I'd also like a salary. Uh, I, anyway. sign, I sign it with my penis. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a legal document, sir. It also didn't cover the line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, 
This mm. will be a movie shortly uh, or soon because Sony in actually we're coming up on actually we are past the anniversary of this on December 16th of 2021 before the novel ever came out Sony bought the rights to adapt it to a movie which is pretty impressive because this isn't um, and I don't mean this dis- disparagingly because I'll probably tag the author and hope and hope that perhaps he won't sue me uh, no uh, but before the book came out they were already saying we we want to do this as a film and before I talk about uh, I'll, I'll tell you the plot to the book because it is a a horror novel it is a crime novel it is everything else but it starts from something as Joe said we were parents that it immediately made me go yeah what would I do the opening of the book opens with the uh, protagonist learning that his daughter has leukemia and he's a working class stiff. Yeah. And he has to make a decision about what he'll do to keep his daughter alive. And because he's working class, he immediately, of course, only gets so much time off. But he wants to spend time with his daughter. He's in the hospital. He's doing all that stuff. They run out of time. They end up kicking him. Basically, he gets fired. And what? how far will he go? Yeah, Chad, go ahead. Uh I think the author of this book ripped off Denzel Washington's John Q. No, no, he did not because uh, he doesn't go to the hospital, Chad. Okay. He decides that what he's going to do is use some of his old connections and get into the drug market. And he's going to start robbing cartels and he's going to do stuff like that. But unfortunately, to do so, he realizes that he's got to rely on other people and they're not trustworthy and there's a torture scene in this where they, uh, again, it's got a supernatural flavor to it. Um, and they believe that this one child is blessed by God. And so uh, I don't want to give the scene away, but it's one of the most brutal scenes I've ever read, which is saying something. I'll be honest, it's the, the book is really good. Uh, it is uh, The Devil Takes You Home, because God may be your co- co-pilot, but it's the devil that will take you you home uh but uh it is just my favorite work by him you froze a little bit did i freeze yeah you froze it it says my internet is unstable gabriel iglesias it's fluffy will take you home no no gabino and i may be uh, forgive the eastern kentucky accent but um it really is, as like I said, it's got some brutal scenes in it. Uh, Coyote Songs is my favorite work by him, but that's a different type of book. This is a straight narrative that tells various stories that interweave. Um, but it is, like I said, Sony is already uh, optioned as a movie. The director has already been named. The director uh, worked on From Dust Till Dawn, the series, uh, and did the thriller The Last Will and Testament of Charles Abernathy, uh, as well as uh, some of the segments on nightmare cinema which we've talked about on this show before hmm. so this will be a, a movie shortly um but if you're looking at honestly books for 2022 i read 50 books this year so read more 2022 books than i read or that's all 2022 movies um but the devil takes you home again may not be your cup of tea if you want a book that's going to explain everything wear some creatures come from and all that stuff maybe this isn't the book for you but 
if you want something that's going to leave you asking questions and also thinking, would you be willing to do that if it meant a chance for somebody else that you really loved? This is probably the book that did that best for me in 2022. And I, like I said, I read a lot of stuff and there was a lot of good fiction that came out this year. Uh, but this one stuck with me and it's, there's scenes that I go back to in this, in my mind. Uh, again, so will be a movie, but if you're looking for something, devil takes you home. Oh, my turn. Okay. Sorry. I yes, thought I didn't. Chad. Um, so number you three, buy me for, something pretty. I, I, this movie is pretty that I'm going to say for number, my number three. Um, I cannot express how much I love the movie, Brian and Charles. Either of you how heard much you it. love Brian and Charles, Brian and Charles. I've never Anybody, met him. James. You ever heard of Brian and Charles? No, no. Okay. I went to the wedding. I assume, I assume it's the story. Let me guess before you tell me. I assume it's the story of Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys and uh, Prince Charles. Close. So Brian, it's a, it's a Brian and Charles. It's a mockumentary. It's all about this man, Brian, who uh, is a loner. He's kind of a hermit. He lives out in, in the middle of nowhere in England. He basically makes all these weird devices, inventions that, don't necessarily work and there's this crew filming him and he's having a very lonely he's just super lonely and suddenly he gets an idea that he's going to build a robot and so he builds a robot i do remember seeing the commercials for this yeah. i know what you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. it looked interesting i just didn't get into oh, it so. it's it's on it's uh, it's available to stream on peacock now which is how i got to see it because i could not find it anywhere um until it came out on peacock um, but yeah, he builds a, he, he makes a robot out of a washing, uh, washing machine, puts on two big arms, uh, puts a mannequin head on top of that. And he creates this robot who becomes his best friend. Um, and the robot evolves, um, as the story progresses, he starts out as just, you know, a simple minded thing. Uh, and then he kind of turns into a teenager and, and Brian tries to keep him, uh, on the farm with him. And all Charles wants to do is explore the world. He wants to see what is out there because he he's all he's known is this farm, and he's it's dealing with the the people in the town. There's a there's a villain. It's very it's a very again another one of those basic films, but there's a lot of heart to it. Um, and the the robot Charles is just fantastically hilarious. Like when he goes to sleep. There's a scene where he he has one glowing blue eye and and Brian's like, can you shut that off? He goes, you didn't tell me you. There's no way for me to shut it off. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well. And then he goes, and then as he sleeps, he just this is what he does. He lays in bed and goes, I am sleeping, I am sleeping all night. <laughs> That's one joke. It's not. I'm not doing it justice. Uh, but Brian and Charles, man, it is a beautiful film, but just about a man who you know, is, is trying to find life and he can't until he creates this robot. Beautiful film. All right. Now we did a few movies. Does anybody mind if I switch it up a little bit since he already, you know, pulled the, the bandaid off for, uh, yeah, sure. I don't know if we want to, are we, if y'all are done with movies, I, I can do my top 10 and be done and we can go to TV or whatever you want to do. No, I think we should just to pop around anyway. Okay. I, I want to talk about uh, Del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Okay. Which is on Netflix. I I is love that your favorite TV show of the year? 
man, I don't know. It's I, I love the boys season three too. I did too. I, I, I was, that show I was gets better. Say, let's not let's not burn through all our bridges. So let's just <laughs> Well, he asked me. I know, I, I know, but it, and, I, and I opened up with saying these are things I really liked. I don't yeah. I'm having a hard time. I, there's nothing this year that I point at and go, this other than the auto map was I just had the best time with that for an hour and a half by myself in the basement. Yeah. So I loved Del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Now they're not all winners, but in an anthology show, they all shouldn't and can't be winners. But when you have 70% of them just knocking out of the park from really good directors, the production value on these shows, I don't know how much Netflix spent on them. I, I, the one with F. Murray Abraham, who comes in to do an autopsy for a friend in the late 70s in it's small town. F. Murray Abraham. He gives one of his best performances. And that's F. Murray Abraham. I just love several of them. The one that's directed by Padden, Cosimostos, which is the guy that directed Mandy. It stars Peter Weller. That's really all I need to tell you. And it looks like Mandy, only it's 10 times weirder than Mandy. I don't know that it's all enjoyable as much as I just love the experience because the pan, I loved Mandy. So I, anything oh, yeah. that guy makes, I'll watch. No, I was gonna say, like I said, one of the best times I ever had in a movie theater was watching Mandy. It was me and nobody else in a dark theater, and they had those noise up too loud, so every pop, every click, every everything in Mandy worked. And so I must admit I haven't got to that yet, Joe. But you just sold me because I was like, yeah, if it's anything, if it has any of the flavor of Mandy, you've well, got his my his one does. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. But they're all completely different, and yeah. two two of the stories are. It has Crispin Glover in one of the ones that's there's two based on Lovecraft. Two based on Lovecraft. And Pickman's model, he plays Pickman. And him trying to do a 1800 Boston accent, you guys gotta watch it. It's terrible, but it's awesome. Is I, it is it like Dick Van Dyke doing the No, British, Dick Van Dyke does it better. That's a low bar. That's a low bar. But it's Crispin Glover. And it's an interesting performance. Does that make sense to you too? Like I, I realize that this sucks, his accent, but it's an interesting performance because he's Crispin Glover. He's a good actor. Yeah. He's an interesting person. He's an artist. So well, I just I'm make a lot of people mad, especially Crispin Glover. Loved him in Back to the Future too. <laughs> yeah. You know, he says that he won't do comic shows. He won't do comic cons because they just, he gets sick of saying, I can't sign that. That's not me. Yeah. And people just don't know. And he just won't. Well, and I mean, there was a lawsuit over that, right? I mean, it was settled by the court. He won. He won. won. He won. And then then they they made up because Robert Zemeckis put him in Beowulf. Yeah. So they never made up with the other one, but he didn't make up with Robert Zemeckis. So I, I just enjoyed it. There's about four or five of them in it that just knocked it out of the park for me. They were just weird enough. There's a great one directed by, and I can't think of his name. He directed Sphere. He directed um, the first cube. He directs one that's in the graveyard. That's kind of old timey with some rats based on a certain famous short story. You guys, you just check it out. And each one of them is hosted by Del Toro, just doing his best Del Toro-ness. And it's, it's just a riff on what we loved about the twilight zone and Rod Serling coming out, talking about it. And then, and he'll always, and the director is 
And then he puts down the thing and then he introduces the director. And I just enjoyed it so much. I, I, I'm very sad that I can't talk about Pinocchio. I wanted to really be able to talk about it. And maybe I won't like it. There are Del Toro films that I've, I have found lacking. But I was going to say, Del Toro is one of those people that we talk about people on the show sometimes where we admire their work, but we've said, I don't know if we could hang out with them, right? Like Quentin Tarantino, we can admire Tarantino's work, but we probably wouldn't want to live 24 seven with it. No, but I think, I, I think I'd like to, I'd like to hang out with uh, Del Toro. Del Toro. Yeah, yeah. Del Toro. Yeah. Del yeah, Toro. I, I'd be just because I just I, listen. I would never yeah. argue. I would never just listen because he's very, he's, he's an extremely well-read man. Well, and I was about to say, and I, I think what I love about Del Toro is he's also a geek, and I admire my fellow geeks, right? Because who is it? Oh, um, was it John Landis that did the uh, Trailers from Hell review of the car? And he begins the review of saying, listen, Del Toro has a copy of the car. Yeah. <laughs> and he basically is making fun of Del Toro for having it, whereas I'm like, how cool is that? You, that's the sign. You are a geek that had success and didn't lose your roots. You yes. wanted the car, you got the car. Yeah, he built a house. He has a house. Yeah. And you can go tour the house. Yeah, I'd love to. Now, I, I, I really had a good time with it. Like I said, is it my favorite? You know, I, oh boy, that boy season three. Sorry. And I know somebody will talk about that, but there there were several good streaming shows this year that I enjoyed. I, I know. I have, I have a list. There's yeah. several. So, but I wanted to start just, I mean, let's bounce around, gentlemen. Okay. James. I'm going to talk about one that wasn't on my radar, and literally I didn't think I'd be talking about it at all. But I had nothing better to do, and I was like, well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed parts of this. this, um, And then I watched an episode, and I'm like, oh, well, this is better than it has any right to be. I'm talking about Cyberpunk Edgerunners. Netflix show Cyberpunk, the game came out. A lot of people were upset. It was buggy. It was glitchy. That's all been fixed. I was a big fan of the game, but I was sitting grading papers and stuff, and I needed a break. And I was like, I don't need anything I'm going to get really into or anything. And I'm not, a, I, uh, my children like anime. And I'm like, eventually they're going to ask me if they can watch this. So I'll just put it on. And I got really into it. Now, is this going to be everybody's cup of tea? No. Is it something that, again, before I ever watched it, I was completely dismissive of it. I was like, oh, it's, you know, the game was hopped, so they did an anime for it and all of that stuff. Nope. It is similar to Castlevania in that as a show in its own right, it is better than it has any right to be. Cyberpunk Edge Runners has enough animated neon that if Joel Schumacher was still above among the living, he would have exploded. <laughs> That being said, that's a really good reference. That being said, it is, it's got a lot of great commentary that is way smarter than it has any right to be in a show that's based on a video game. And I'm not being dismissive of shows based on video games. I'm a gamer and a show guy who watches the show. But there's commentary on poverty and what poverty does. And there's commentary on what the, 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 the pursuit of money does and what does this mean and what does it mean to be as the show calls them an edge runner and doing all this and yes of course it's set in this cybernetic everybody's enhanced or some people are not enhanced and some people have illegal ones and all it's set in that world but at the same time 
if you want to, you can play a lot of, oh, that seems vaguely familiar. Mm -hmm. And so, I, again, it's a show that nobody is talking about. And I would have been the first to also say, well, there's a reason for that until I watched it. And it's it's well done for what it is. And it's again, it's flying under radar here and there. I'm not hearing a lot of people talking about it. Uh, to my knowledge. I wasn't even aware of it. It's never been in the top three shows. Either. I think it was in the top 10 briefly. Uh, you know, Netflix does their here's what's trending. Uh, it was briefly trending, but I'm not seeing. But it's starting to make some lists. So if you haven't seen it and you have any interest, check it out. But again, it may not change your view of the world as we know it. But for a show that not a lot of people are talking about, based on a video game that some people complained about, based itself on the world created by William Gibson and Necro, uh, I'm sorry, Neuromancer, um, indirectly, no. uh, it's it's just a, an interesting show that has something to say that nobody has really started talking about. Uh, but uh, it, I did see it starting to make some list of here's what you missed in 2022. So maybe more people will catch it. But give it a give it a couple episodes. See what you think. I would recommend it, especially if you if you like anime at all, or if you're interested in shows that have something to say but also may not be. Uh, people will feel differently about this, but to me, it doesn't beat you over the head with it, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Some people will say maybe it does. I don't know. But it's one I would say check out if you haven't seen it. So there you go. There's, there's the TV recommendation for you for 2022. All right. But seriously, if you're afraid of animated neon, don't watch that show. <laughs> I never even heard of it. Neither have I. Cyberpunk um, Runners, check it out. Um, so for mine, I'm going to go a, a little bit long on mine because I, I, since we're going to TV, I'll just quickly list the rest of the movies, my top 10 movies, and then I'll I'll, I'll talk about my number one tv show um the banshees of inishirin martin mcdonough he's never made a bad film uh and this continues that trend um, but. it's it, but it's not my favorite martin mcdonough film not no there's something in the third act that just does not pull together like all of his other movies Can, no. now and i'll be honest it's on my to watch list i haven't got to watch it because i've been home with the kids um and we've been watching christmas movies and stuff but I did see an interview with him that he did on uh, one of the late night shows. And he made the comment that he basically based that movie on the end of ending of one of his relationships. Um, and, and he said all he basically did was take it from a romantic relationship to being a friendship. Yeah, you could say that. I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's brilliantly acted and written and directed, and and it's also extremely funny and heartbreaking, yeah. like every other thing he's ever done. It's, it's heartbreaking and equally funny. Yeah. Um. There's a scene with an animal that's that's not in any way grotesque, but it it breaks your heart. And yeah. there's a scene with a young man that breaks your heart. But I don't think I'm giving anything away in my chat. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't go too far, especially for James, because I don't want to ruin it for him. I don't he's, think he's, it's really ruining yeah. him because it just, I'm, but there's nothing that's, I, it's just there's something in the third, it just doesn't pull together. Yeah, there was something missing. And, and that's hard to say when, when every Martin McDonough film has never had anything missing from it. And that's what I kind of left with this, but it still was great enough to make my top 10. I've watched quite a few movies. I've, I've somehow managed to watch a lot of movies this year. Um, I just and, I just squeaked this one in Tuesday night, yeah. Monday night. So, so Banshees of Inishirin, you got to talk about the Black Phone. Um, 
Uh, it is the first Damn movie. Good movie. Actually, it that's is, probably the best experience I had in the movie theater was yeah. the white film. And the reason it, it is a it is a really damn good film. And um and honestly, it's the first movie in almost 20 years where I've actually just got scared. Uh most horror films don't scare me anymore. I, I it's like uh, Joe talked about Smile and how great Smile was. I thought it was really jumped. Well made. I I didn't have that experience with it. I'm never going. I'm not going to chastise him like he chastises me for my picks. But that's yes, you okay. Are. You did it several times. No, you know you suck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Well, both of you just say chances. Why don't y'all both? Actually, you know what? Stay on. It's going to be zero <laughs> degrees. It'll keep you up there for a while. <laughs> but no, uh, but no. Black phone man. I, I agree. Uh, Joe talked about it, and I, I I watched it. I had RSV this year. I had a. I ne- I have managed to not have COVID for three years, but I got a virus that mostly affects children. Uh, and I used that time to watch the black phone, and I lived. I sit down here and actually screamed at the top of my lungs at one particular scene. It scared me so badly. Um, and nothing has happened. It ha- the the ring was the last time that happened. I tell um, hold on, real quick. The black yeah. phone has something that the that the benches and ear shear or whatever however you say it didn't. A fantastic third act and oh it, my god, it really it did. has a perfect ending, and it's one of and I call it the Tarantino catharsis of everything comes together and you leave that theater going. You have had a catharsis moment, correct? Yes. Just do. You just do because yeah. his arm is meant. They tell you in the first two minutes, and then it just plays out. So that may be, I, be the best movie I saw. The most fun I had at the theater. That and Violent Night. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah. Um the and just a quick run through. Uh uh this Barry Levinson's The Survivor, um, which stars Ben Foster, who is one of our mine and joe's favorite actors he's a fantastic character actor. yeah uh it's about a it's about a, a a jewish man named harry half who uh is a so-so boxer but it, it, he comes out as saying that he had to fight in concentration camps in order to survive he had to fight other concentration camp members to the death in order just to stay alive and it is a truly great story um the survivor i recommend that um the outfit either of y'all heard of the outfit I mean, I've wore, wore several of them. I'm um, something for a party. So the outfit stars Mark Rylance mm-hmm. uh, from BFG. Uh, oh shoot, the bang! No, the the apocalypse movie. Don't look up. I I, never, I still haven't watched. Don't look up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it's about the, it. It all and the best thing about this, it all it for the most part all takes place in one room. It's about a tailor who who allows these gangsters to use his his uh, his shop to transfer money, and suddenly there's an incident, and they are now stuck in there with him. And it's it's a cat and it's a cat and mouse game in this one room. It's beautiful, and Mark Rylance is amazing in it. It's not the best film, but it was enough to I I if if a movie can take place in one or two rooms and and manage to keep me involved. It's great, and I highly recommend the outfit. You can see it on Amazon Prime. Um, and then, lastly, uh, before I get into my TV pick, oh no, uh, the Confess Fletch. I love John Hammis Fletch. So, what is that on? Is it streaming on anything? I saw it in the theater. Oh, you actually went to the movies to see that? Oh my god, yes. I've, yeah. I've got a, a, well, well, like I knew. Well, no, it's it's. I didn't Fletch. know it was in theaters. I'll be honest. I'm not gonna lie. It's it came and went quick. Now, right? It came and went really quick. Yeah, there was I I, uh, I we happened to have a free me and my wife happened to have a free uh, few hours from uh, the girls. 
And I looked at the movie showings and they had one showing of Confess Fletch and I begged my wife to go with me. And so she went and, and she, so she, she skipped it. She, no, she liked it. Um, but yeah, and John Hamm, honestly, I like him better than Chevy Chase. So I've got to figure, I've got to watch it because you you loved it and then somebody else told me it was boring. So I got to watch it. I, Most by the way, I, real quick. I, I don't think it's going to be your cup of tea. Before before you do your move on to television, I did want to say one honorable mention for movies since you're closing and, out. We're, yeah, we're and I got one more for. I, I have to say, and I texted Joe about this earlier today. I enjoyed Troll. It's dumb as a box of rocks. Oh, but I mean, as far, so is all the. I mean, I'm, not, it's so American are movie. all the modern Godzilla films. If you like modern Godzilla yeah. films, seriously, do yourself a favor and watch Troll. I had a blast. The, C, the CGI I in Troll is fantastic. Blast. It has a fantastic chase scene with his 1970 Chevrolet pickup. I yeah. just. I and I I agree with James. It's it's, I mean, good. I, I, it's another one of those shouldn't work. This is and the dubbing didn't bother me. Um, I, I watched it with subtitle. I watched it in subtitle. Did you um, watch it subtitle? I just watched yeah. it dubbed. I didn't even know there was an option. Yeah, I watched it subtitle. But no, it's and there are parts of it that are in English. Very brief, usually news clips. Uh-huh. But uh, no, it's it's it was just it's a film where again it's one of these plot devices of. What are these ancient stories that we have, and what happens if they're not just stories? Right. The Christian actually, jokes are pretty funny, actually. I was to say, and actually, one of the things it did that I was like, oh, that's actually kind of there's a little bit of commentary there, is early on when Papa mm-hmm. uh, says, you know, this is all happening because they drove out the mythology, the the religion of the native population of the native Norwegians way back in the past when they Christianized everybody. Yeah. And and it's really an interesting way to look at it. And there's even a couple scenes in it where I was like, oh, man, that's I mean, you can tell it's coming. Uh, Joe will know what I'm talking about. There's a scene where a helicopter crash is getting ready to happen mm-hmm. and it gets stopped. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I mean, if you were going for sheer shock and awe, and of course it plays out later on, you would have let that happen. Yeah. But it it's it's corrected for a reason and it's of course observed and they're like, Well, what does that mean? And of course we know what it means. But if you've not seen Troll, it Troll's a twenty twenty two pick that honestly I watched it today. And I was like, This it's not Shakespeare, folks. But I have no, it's more dumb fun. as a box of rocks. It really yeah. is. I don't mean it in a bad way. I guess no. it is a bad way. But it is if if Roland Emmerich had shot it would have been made by Roland Emmerich here in the States. Yeah. It just happened to be made there. And if the you like Godzilla, matter of fact, I I ended watching it going, listen, if they do another Godzilla and Kong movie, they need to add that troll in. Just have yeah. him pop up. I'll watch it. I'll watch Godzilla versus Troll tomorrow. Yeah. I agree. It wasn't bad. It just sorry, Chad, I didn't mean to hijack it. No, no, no. I... It's okay. You know, I'm I'm the one hijacking. I'm spending way too much time. Um, but I, my final, my top 10 list of movies, uh, I have to end on, uh, a comedy weird, the Al Yankovic story. God, I love that movie. I like the first <laughs> 45 minutes of it. Really? Well, I loved it. Did, it, all then it just... did you, did you start to lose interest because you had to explain to your son that he okay, wasn't that really, was, it was, it was a problem. It, I swear. Cause he didn't understand. I was, and I wasn't making that up. It was like, so nobody, it's just, it's lies. It's just, lies. Yeah, it's all lies. <laughs> I mean, is some of it true? Yeah, kind of, 
But there I, was a point. I will say the one thing I had to look up. I'm like, did he really date Madonna? No, <laughs> he barely, he barely met her once. Yeah, and she wanted the parody done. She was the big driver. That's the only person that ever directly, or only person early in their his career, I should say, that reached out to him to have the parody made. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, none of it's yeah, true. No, I, 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 for a minute there, I really thought, wait, is this one of those parts that's true? I'm like, nope, nope, it's all lies. A lot of the shit with his father at the beginning, a lot of the stuff, that whole scene at the pool, I love yeah. with all. Oh the my god, the pool scene, all those great. famous people. Yeah, it was hilarious that none of that happened, none of that took place. No. But I, it was just, I like that. I don't know. There was something towards the end that I was like, as a rap, they were having. A, I will give you, they had, they were having a hard time wrapping it up. Let's just wrap this up. That the whole thing with Pablo is it Pablo Escobar? Pablo Escobar. Yeah, that was like, what is they doing? What? Why did they? They could have done several different directions, and they had to put Pablo Escobar into this and make I, Madonna. I <laughs> agree. Time, it was so wacky. I enjoyed. It. So anyway, yeah. So the, I you I will hold off on doing my top meta Chad meta. The next round unless y'all want me to go because I've, I've been talking way too long. Who's next? Uh, you. yeah, no, Joe goes because I go last. So just that's what I said. You being Joe. Oh, who's me? Season six of Better Call Saul. I right, I haven't got to finish it yet, but yeah, I was actually going to say this is where I need to take. No, the headphones I'm not going to talk about. No, it. no, but I was going to say that is so. I, and I mentioned this on the show before. I, I I did not watch Breaking Bad as it came out. I marathoned it all on Netflix, and then I went directly into Better Call Saul. And I mentioned before that as far as a character arc and having connection to emotionally and identifying, I identify better with uh, Jimmy than I, I, I do. Slipping Jimmy. With, yeah. with Than I do, like, his story arc and what he, he's not great. But you also look at what he was surrounded by, and you think, how did he turn out as good as he did? I so one of the best endings in television to me is Breaking Bad, and they brought it all together, and they were able, they managed to land the plane. Whether you, I, I just think it works. I don't have any complaints. Oh no, it's it's it, yeah, it's a complete arc, I, and I, I'm Breaking not Bad disparaging just, Breaking Bad. No, no, I know, I know. But the thing is, is if you're not a fan. It's hard to explain to people, sure, Breaking Bad and Better Recall Saul are twins or siblings, but they're two different shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're two different shows. And they're just, the just, the just overall overarching arc is not even, that's not even it. It's just the flavor of it. It's two different shows. Mm -hmm. And Breaking Bad was slightly sillier than Better Call Saul. It would go to these random riff things. Is Better Call Saul better than Breaking Bad? No. Is it just as good? Yeah, probably is. I'm telling you, season six and season five, I just, they were fantastic. It's fantastic television. And some of the early episodes in that season, gentlemen, and wrapping up certain stories are so damn good that even though the last episode, last couple episodes are good, it was hard to top that shit that they did in episode five, six, and seven. It is fantastic. You all need to watch it. It is superb writing and television. I just, it, yeah. I mean, I enjoy The Boys Season 3. It's really damn good. But Breaking Bad Season 6, I, yeah. I, 
I wish I could talk more about it. If you haven't watched it, you two go watch it so we could talk about it. I, I'm saying, I, I think it, the issue is Netflix. with some of the people talking about the ending is that there's just a story arc that or, that wraps up before we get to this point. And you're just, well, how the, you just can't do better than what they did right there. Yeah, as soon as, as, soon as, as it hits, up. as soon as the last season hits, I'll watch it. I'm waiting for it to yeah end up on netflix or wherever I, I, yeah i paid for amc so i could watch it as it came out i it just was that important to me also can i this technically didn't come out this year but I, I i wanted to say it earlier and i know i get i know it didn't come out this year but um shit i was it? actually thinking we could end the episode with what we discovered this year that we've enjoyed okay i'll hold off oh on my god there's so much okay um all right, so I, it's not surprising that I'm going to talk about this, but honestly, as I was saying about my 2022 and things that brought me, no matter how, when things were rough or when I was having issues, things that would bring me little sparks of joy, right? It didn't fix stuff, but it just made me go, oh, okay, I, the world doesn't suck. I have to talk about, uh, you know, I'm a big Star Trek fan. Star Trek Strange New Worlds yep. is better than it has any right to be and by the way i'm a defender of of it's good in theory most it's... of new trek i've actually star trek prodigy is growing on me more even though it's a quote-unquote kid show it's doing some unique stuff that i've enjoyed you know uh and and i like discovery and i like uh lower decks lower decks is phenomenal speaking of lost boys uh or i'm speaking of the boys and and uh jack quaid uh but um, Strange New Worlds and, and Strange New Worlds isn't number one on my list because it's original. I'll be honest, Strange New Worlds deserves uh, attention because if you are a fan of classic science fiction, not classic science fiction television, but classic science fiction, you're going to pick the hits every time. Because why, and I'm not disparaging the writing room of Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds, I admire the fact that these people know science fiction. One of the episodes I called about 10 minutes in, the plot to the episode, generally speaking, is that there's this child that's chosen, and Pike, of course, is going to be, of course, we're going to make sure he's delivered safely, yada, 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 uh, so so he can take over, you know, basically ruling this planet. Um, if, if you've ever read Ursula K. Le Guin's story, The Ones Who Walk Away from Omelas, it's that plot. It's what if you find out that, yes, there is a world where everybody is taken care of, everybody is fed, everybody is clothed, everybody has what they want, everybody is happy, everybody's. But once you find out this world, after you're there for a while, you have to realize that the only way that works is that there is one child that is more or less not sacrificed because he's very much alive, but he doesn't get to live in that world. Because that's what runs that world. That's Ursula K. Le Guin's story, the one who ones who walk away from Omelas. Now, that being said, that's not exactly what the show does, but it's awfully close. And as a fan of old school science fiction stories and things like that, Strange New Worlds just delivers. And I like the cast, and I like what they've been doing. I mean, they're hitting all the classic riffs of Star Trek. Yes, they have uh, Ethan Peck, Gregory's grandson, as, you know, Spock. 
and that works and they're doing that well and they're managing to maintain continuity really well all things considered but at the same time they're also doing classic science fiction those classic science fiction adventure stories and again i've enjoyed uh discovery i enjoy picard uh, i love lower decks and like i said prodigy is really growing on me because they're doing some unique things especially in the show aimed at kids that being said strange new worlds when i need that little spark of oh, okay things are going to be all right or, or at least i'm going to have some levity i think it's well cast i've enjoyed what they're doing so i have to give strange new worlds a little bit of a I love out Captain Pog. yeah yeah it is I, um, I am so excited i guess we can do a shout out to lexington comic-con right yeah I think Comic Con is going to have Anson Mount there, and I can't wait to start to talk to him about Hell on Wheels, and if time provides, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Actually, I was going to talk to him about the uh, Britney Spears starring ro- movie. Uh, what is it? Crossroads. Crossroads. He's in Crossroads, right? He's the boy in Crossroads. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. Let's talk about Crossroads. Uh, I need to oh, put no. that on my list of, if we get to do a panel. That's my first question. Going, I know you guys have got questions. But maybe that maybe maybe i don't have you guys actually seen crossroads no no maybe, dude, listen, listen maybe I, we should we we all need to get together and watch crossroads why because none of us have seen it we might be surprised i mean i made it through spice <laughs> I've never world. seen spice world i was about to say i've never seen spice world i've seen five i've seen about 15 minutes of spice world oh spice world is saved by the performance jerry hollowell that's uh, it no it's saved by meatloaf all right, chat. All right, guys. Um, We're going about an hour and a half. I know. Let me do a twofer to get through this. Um, my favorite show of the year, it, it's hard. I, again, I had so many favorite TV shows, and I'm actually surprised James hasn't mentioned one of them. But uh, I'm not going to start with that one. I, I want to talk about The Legend of Vox Machnia. Vox Machnia. No idea what you're talking about. It is an Amazon original. Um I didn't get to do a lot of research on it because I am very confused as to what exactly this is. It is a uh, it is based off a a running show called Critical Role, where it's it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons. I think James, yep. do you know about this Critical Role? I know of. I, I'm not well versed in, but I do know of Critical Role. So yeah, it's 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 a version of 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 Dungeons and Dragons, but the 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 people who make up the group are not the best. And that's what's that's great about it because it's it's this uh it it takes place in a world where there are several different troops of 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 people who work together to fight, you know, mystic demons and they're at the bottom level. Um and they are trying to find a quest to pay off a bar tab. And uh they end what they end up doing is they end up getting into an adventure that is basically going to either destroy or or save the entire kingdom of Exandria. These it is a really great cartoon. Um the 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 the, the characters are 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 not the be- they're not the smartest, they're not the brightest. They band together to do something heroic. It it is a great one. Um and then uh I, my mother two for my my second one really quick. Uh and I'm surprised James hasn't mentioned this one and James I'm sorry if I'm stealing it in my two for God damn it! Did I not laugh harder than when I watched Shorzy? Oh yeah, no. no. Uh, it, oddly enough, I had forgot about Shorzy because I I marathoned it. Uh, yeah, I I marathoned it in what two and a half days. It was that good. Um, if you don't know what Shorzy is, Shorzy is the spinoff of Letterkenny, 
um, uh, in Letterkenny, there was this hockey player who you never see his face. Um, it's played by the same character of, uh, played by the creator of the show and the lead character of Letterkenny. You just never see his face. And then he moves to another uh, independent hockey team and you actually see him for the first time. And shockingly, he looks just like the guy from Letterkenny. <laughs> but I love the, I love, they, the thing that works about that is, it's like with a lot of other spinoffs that work, right? I mean, yeah. Frasier is spun off of Cheers, but if you if you want to nitpick, Frasier in Cheers is a very different character, right? He looks down on people that yeah, drink yes. beer in Frasier, whereas what did he do for season after season in Cheers? He would sit there and drink beer. Um, and I think that's what works about Shorzy, because Shorzy as a character in Letterkenny is a character I love, because all he ever does is shout abuse at other people, normally yep. from a bathroom stall. Right. Yes. And then, and it's always jokes about people's mothers, including the the I, I can't do it all because I want to keep my job. Yeah. Uh, but the the he does an entire rant where someone's mother does something that gets into his fish tank and it changes the pH balance and killed all his fish. <laughs> and when he yells that from a bathroom stall, I couldn't stop laughing. Right? I mean, it's just a terrible yeah. your mom insult. Um. But they they have to change the character, right? Because he yeah. can't be thirty minutes. But they make it still like, and he's, he's, he still does it though, and he he yeah. does it. And but yeah, it's just it's about him trying to 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 save this team who's going under. Because that's it's this is it's this not even a minor league hockey team. It's I don't even know what this level of hockey is. But know. but it's, it's it's amazing. It's so good. It's just funny and. In some ways, it's better than Letterkenny, but I, I can't give it. I can't. I I just can't give it a full blown better than Letterkenny because Letterkenny is. What, well, Letterkenny what, plays that. Sunday's, what's Sunday trick. good for, James? Throwing stone. <laughs> I honestly, it's it's one of those things. I think the reason Letterkenny works and the reason Shorzy works to a lesser degree is, even the characters that you don't like, yeah, you care about on some level, right? Like the skids are terrible people, yeah. You wouldn't want your kids hanging out with them, but you're like, well, I don't want them to get hit by a bus or nothing. I mean, right? I mean, you, you at least have that. And maybe it works because we also know those people in yeah. some way, right? I mean, we all know some people that are like, man, you know, they're terrible people. But yeah, anyway. So, so yeah, that's that's my two for Jogo. Well, I'm I don't have a lot more from this year that I can think of. So, can we start talking about the things that we found this year? Well, wait, uh, do you real me, quick, can, yeah, James, you, do you want to? I want to do a quick honorable mention, and, and I'll do my quick. I'll do my quick honorable mentions. Oh, my, hold on, my, I got one. I got okay. one. Pray, pray. Was really I thought you good. didn't care for pray. Well, I liked it. I just don't think it's the second coming. A lot of people raved about that movie. I still prefer Predator Two over Prey. Predator oh, yeah. Two is probably not a better movie. It's just it's Predator Two. I think we forget that that and RoboCop Two are batshit nuts, and they both need to be revisited. Yeah, they're action crazy nuts, and people all high on cocaine. And I don't mean the cocaine being had in fakely in front of the camera. I think behind the camera. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But I liked Prey. I liked Prey a lot. I just it's it's different. It was fun, and they did something that I thought was enjoyable. James, uh, my oh, I quick honorable mention. Go ahead, James. My quick honorable mention, and we mentioned it briefly before 
on the show, but it, it circled back to me again. It was streaming HBO Max doing a Christmas story Christmas. Should not be worth my time. Still more fun watching with, that I agree. with my family than I ever thought it would be. My kid has now watched it three times. Yeah. And he, yeah I mean, if it, it's not animated or has Spotty slinging something or some sort of, he doesn't, but, or a Ghostbuster, but he's watched it three times. He watched it a third time this past weekend. Hmm. Or this I, past I think, honestly, it, I think it works in some ways because obviously I watched the original so much when I was a kid. But my and kid now didn't. I've grown, grown up like Ralphie. <laughs> but my kid didn't watch it. Why does it no. work? I don't know, I, but that's what I mean. I, I think for me, it parts parts of it is nostalgia, but parts of it's also the story. It has a story that is identifiable in some way, right? Yeah. It's it's. I mean, not to borrow from dogma, but faith is harder. It's like a cup; it gets harder to fill up the older you get. Yeah. And there's something about that with the holidays. And while that's not the main theme of the film, it is something that the film plays around with a little bit. Well, he also, he's dealing with something that both of you all have had to deal with before, and luckily I haven't had Oh my God, that's what I was worried about. And I'm like, am I going to cry? Is it going to be, a, Joe, is it going to be a big fish cry for me? No, it doesn't okay. handle it that bad. It's okay. just, it, I got a little emotional about it, Chad. And the reason yeah. you get emotional about it, and this isn't giving anything away, but I, I, Darren McGavin was really important, I mean, to me growing up. I right. liked The Night Stalker. I loved The Christmas Story. I just thought he was cool. Yeah. If there I was would... a movie with him in it, I would sit and watch it. It's just like, for example, Dead Heat. Not a good movie, but I'll watch it over and over because it's got Vincent Price and Darren McGavin in it. Oh, well, I was about to say, there's an episode, one of my favorite episodes, burned into my memory forever. Probably why I'm, one of the reasons I'm a big fan of Millennium. In Millennium, he plays Frank Black's father. And there's an entire episode where they flash back in time and then current, where you find out Frank Black when they were young, he didn't have a lot of money, but his mother loved these angels you got from sending in like proof of purchases. I told somebody and something she, wrong the other day. I'm so sorry. I told somebody he was he was he was uh, Mulder's dad. But he's not. He's Frank Black's dad. I, uh, I, and and he does this entire thing anyway. It flashes forward. And it's set during the winter solstice, appropriate to around the time that this where. Um, and there's a line that where they say they say that if you look at a certain direction or something on the winter solstice, you'll see the parade of souls that will join the dead the next year. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, of course, he sees his father among that crowd, and he learns that his father's going to die. It's played by Darren McGavin, and. And so to that point, Joe, I agree. I think the thing about it is, and then rewatch I rewatched A Christmas Story afterwards, and you don't realize in some ways until you go back and watch it that, quote unquote, the old man did love Christmas. Like he, he could be really acerbic. The old man loved Christmas and made everything happen. Happen. Like it was, you don't really, like I, I've watched that movie a thousand times, but going back and watching it but says dogs shake fist that's like um i mean all of that stuff it was i went back and I, it made me watch the original which i have seen stupid amounts of time with new eyes which is an impressive thing for a direct to streaming service film to pull off so i had to give an honorable mention to a christmas story christmas yep. can i give one so, more honorable mention that i forgot dude, i'm so sorry yeah, go, significant man. other really actually liked it better than pray on paramount plus 
I will go ahead and keep shoving people to watch Significant Other. There is a fantastic twist at the end of it. And I know somebody was going to watch it and tell me, oh, my God, I saw it coming. I didn't see that shit coming. It took me completely by surprise. I saw some of it coming. Now, here's what I will say, though. But it, I that give, ending, they stuck with that ending. It, and it, I was gonna say, I that's what I was gonna say. I'll I'll go to the brass tack for them. That ending, when all the I'm not giving anything away, when the things are coming down. Yes. When the things are coming down, and you're like, well, everybody's host. Best she should have just went. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no, you're living a lie. But guess what? You're living. You're living. You're living. Hey, you're you're living. living a lie. You're living. And he just loved her. He just loved yeah. her. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, and he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have. He, he shouldn't. He's like, I and, don't know why. You people. There's, there's so many. The reason that film deserves more oh, attention. No, you're fine. Dude, the reason that film time. deserves more attention is, quite frankly, in this age of of Me Too and, and all that stuff, which is, uh, let me say, all movements that should have happened earlier. Right, yes, women should sure. not have to face. We're right. three white guys doing a podcast, and even we're like, yeah, no, Harvey Weinstein deserves everything he has come. Actually, he probably deserves worse than what he has come. That being said, it also asks questions of, uh, I shouldn't have said that. Being said, of at what point do we have to figure out how to survive, male, female, or otherwise? Because there's a very interesting thing. Joe's right in this film where. You have an opportunity, but it's how much can you stomach? How, how much, much can, can you stomach? Know? What are you going to put up with? What are you going to do? Because you are going to have to adapt or you're not going to survive. And I, there is a fantastic twist. I'm glad James saw it coming because I did. I even said this before. It was like, I didn't see it coming. And I know some a-hole is going to be like, how did you not see that coming? I didn't. I was just into the movie. And then the twist. And I was like, ah, what? And then, and then, honestly, after the twist, there's a bunch more stuff. Well, I was gonna say, and, and by the way, I just love the fact, and, and it's only my, four or five people in the woods. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all. It in, is. in my heart of hearts, too. Speaking of that, but in my heart of hearts, too, it's not a horror film to me. No, just science fiction film. I think yeah, it's science fiction, but it, it's very much that all I can think about when I watch it is that poor couple camping. <laughs> oh, like especially the guy. Like, especially the guy. Like, honestly. I mean, don't get me wrong. The woman suffers too. But the guy is the one that goes, hey, buddy, let's just calm down. And then, no, no, do not calm down. Do not. Yeah. And, and it's just, yeah. Now, there's, there's, uh, I, I, that was one I almost wish would have got more of a theatrical release. It, it, I, there's another one that I think is really good, like fresh, that people just don't talk about. Who's next? Uh, well, I, yeah, I'll go. Um, just my my TV mentions, man. I I genuinely loved Reacher. Uh, yeah, I did too. Alan Richardson Alan Richardson's version of Jack Reacher was phenomenal. I, I loved agree. the mystery. I loved. I, I it was. It was a good I show. Tom Cruise. I am not a fan of Tom Cruise. I don't know if I ever will be. There's only a handful of films that I like that he's in. Jack Reacher is one of them. And I'm like, when they announced this, I'm like, how can Alan Richen, who has had some roles, but nothing significant, how can he do better than Tom Cruise in the role? Now, granted, Tom Cruise is nowhere near what that character is supposed to be, but he pulled it off. Oh. And then I saw this and oh, he blew Tom Cruise out of the water. Yeah, well, because that's what he looks like, what 
how like Richard's and he, he he he's just as smart he's just as smarmy and and uh, yeah god it was i cannot tell you how much it, if you haven't seen reacher and if you have amazon prime check it out it it is amazing it's a quick watch mm -hmm. um and uh this one i'm gonna get on a quick rant about this Pe peacemaker way better than it had any right to be uh, that, yeah, that was going to be one of my mentions too, and I had forgot to put it on the list, Chad. Thank you for doing that because I'll yeah. be honest. However, people are feeling about James Gunn, take yeah, I'm over. getting ready to say that. Yeah, however, I, I, you have a cast that John Cena, Robert Patrick, Robert Patrick, who played one of the best silent, more or less silent villains In of my childhood. Movie. Yeah. And film uh, my child, I just and terrifying, and you have what I can only say as the raw and unbridled cojones to start with that dance number. Yeah, and I love it. I couldn't. I I had to show it to my. I won't let my kids watch the series. And if you've not seen the series, you'll find out why I won't let my kids watch it. But I had to be like, hey, y'all got to see this. Y'all got to see because my son always used to run around because of watching tv and then you know the john cena and i was like oh you want to see john cena check this dance number out yeah and literally my son's response what is this and i'm like it's peacemaker i was like this is the action show that you want to watch that i'm not yeah. gonna let you watch but god the ad libs the the comedy in that film the 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 crazy story it 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 worked more than it should have and i want people to shut the f up about James Gunn and what he's doing. Yes, he needs to start over. I don't understand why there's people wanting Superman to continue and wanting what all of those, everything DC, everything Warner Brothers has done with DC has mostly been terrible with the exception of Shazam and the Suicide Squad. Aquaman's well, okay, but everybody needs to get off his ass and let him build this up. If he fails, then get on him. Stop. Just let the man do what he's supposed to be well, doing. And, and can I say too, you, like you said, the comedy and all that stuff, but actually one thing that I really appreciate about Peacemaker is honestly the commentary. The 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 like his father's a white supremacist. Yeah. He comes from that environment, but he wants to do better. He's just really a screwed up human being. Yeah, because of what he was surrounded by, and so when he makes forward progress, you kind of feel for him. Yeah, like, I mean it's it's devastating what's what has happened to the, this character, and you're not, and it's a comic book film, and you're like, oh my god, why am I feeling like this about these characters? And yeah. that's what James Gunn can bring if you people, and he's not, I know he's not, it's not in, impacting him at all. He's going to do what he's being paid to do. And, and I, God I think bless got, him for that. I think it got released today that Warner Brothers was begging Todd Phillips to take over. And I am so grateful that, dude, it came out. Uh, there's an article about it. And I am so grateful I, Todd Phillips said no, because Todd Phillips, the Joker sucked, people. I like the Joker. The problem oh, is God, the Joker. No, no, hold it. on. I, I like the Joker at all. I just think no, it's it's a well-made movie. It just wasn't. It's a well-made movie. It's just 70. not the Joker. It's not the Joker, Chad. Yeah, guys. I, I mean, I I, I, like I hated the constant set in the seventies. I hated yeah. you. I saw the twist. I ca I got so tired of the random dance scenes that made. I'm like, why does this keep happening? You know what I wish going would have back happened? to that well. What I wish would have happened in it, Chad. 
Yeah. Have you have you heard the alternate ending that Todd Phillips wanted to do? And they no. basically it's the only thing they told him to know about. What? He wanted Joker to walk down the alley and see that the Waynes were killed and put a bullet in Bruce's head, and that was how he was going to end the movie. And just because he wanted to prove he could do it, and I'm like, oh no, I would have paid to see that because then yeah. you're saying this isn't your dad's Joker. This is this is a man that literally. Just yeah, that's wants to interesting. Kill. I know. I thought. Movies, it, I just it just. But it's not that it, it's. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, well, okay. I, I'm saying I hated it. I didn't hate it, but I don't understand why everybody's fanatic about it. I don't understand why they think it's a change. It's changing s- superhero films. It didn't do anything. No, Peacemaker, no, no. Peacemaker has changed no, more to me. Yeah. And I'm like, Todd Phillips, I, I, I could imagine him taking over. I'm really, I want to see James Gunn because James okay. Gunn is that level. Okay. I, I hear you. It took me a couple episodes and then I got into it and I really enjoyed it. However. Oh, by the way, Doom Patrol. I left out Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol is the other thing that they've done right. I have to admit, there's one too many plots about alien takeovers of brains and whatnot. Dude, I know, I know. He keeps going, and you know what? You know, when just, we, it's just what what's more but, into the breach. Once you know what's funny though, it, real quick, James. Me and Joe talked about this, and we joked about it, like going, "Why does he keep doing this?" And then I was like, "There's a movie where he didn't do this." And I was like, "Oh, super." He didn't do this in Super. It's a, it's a, just a basic, you know, guy, average guy. No, there's a total scene where there's tentacles taking off the top of his head and, and working on his brain to make him snap. <laughs> what, by the way, though, I want to point this out, though, because I was thinking about that, Joe. And I, what I was honestly thinking about is, wasn't that a huge plot line in a lot of 50s and 60s, which, where, where most of these characters come from? Is, I know, but I just don't want to see it I anymore. Just... I mean, it's oh, all, I agree. It goes all the way back to Slither. It actually goes all the way back to Scooby Doo. I swear to God, if if his Scooby if his Doo name... has the same plot, there. Remember? Yeah, I swear. The I swear, if 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 his suit, if he makes a Superman film, and the villain's Brainiac, and Brainiac uses his tentacles to take over people's brains, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> but I'm giving the man a chance. I want to see what he does. And I really want to see a good Green Lantern. Come on. Come. I was going to say, and in all fairness, I, this is going to sound bad. I'm sure I'm going to make some people mad, but that's my life. What if we got to lose? Nothing. Warner Brothers has squandered their entire, they, they've squandered it. They've not made, they've made uh, two or three good films. I was so pumped, and I don't care if the movie's going to be good or not. I Marvel's was so Phase 4 was better than anything DC has made, with exception of the ones I mentioned. I, I was so pumped to see Michael Keaton back as Batman. You would have got me in the seat for Batwoman on that alone. Yeah. You mean Batgirl. And so, Batgirl, I'm sorry. Charlotte All of this, Woman. though. Batwoman was a TV show. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, yeah. I hope the microphone yeah, didn't pick that up. I think that's it. I... Hello? Are we, <laughs> Are we done? Uh, no, uh, just anyway. Real quick shout out about uh, Netflix is the Sandman. I loved it. I, I still haven't it. started it because I was going to watch it with, but then I'm I'm going to watch it alone. I've decided I, to stop watching. Okay, okay. I liked it and I loved. It. It's like, but to me, it's seventeen different series put into one series. Well, yeah, it's I only the I, I just only yeah. I really was mainly interested in uh, what's his face. I can't think of the great actor's name. Oh, he was in Naked. He's in all the what's what's his? He was the one who was at the diner who has the power to make people do the. That was the most interesting part to me. Was that oh character. oh oh the guy from oh my god it, 
Oh, uh, former producer's favorite actor, R- Rufus Rufus Swell. No, no it's not. Sewell? No, Rufus Swell's the other guy. Uh, but anyway, he's fantastic. I, that was my favorite part. The, of the show. He's in. He's in it though, isn't it, Rufus Swell? No. No. Oh my God. Yeah. The werewolf in Harry Potter, Doctor yeah, Allen to Doctor Moreau. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Rupert Grant. Grant? No. No, Rupert Grant is is. Uh, David uh, Thules. David Thules. David Thules. Yeah, so I liked his story arc the most. That was the most interesting part to me. Now, can we talk about the things that we discovered this year that we loved that didn't come out this year? Sure. I was killed from the floor up, and it just shook me, and I loved it. And it's the best thing I've seen forever, but it was HBO's Chernobyl. And I didn't discover it till this year. And I loved it. It is haunting. It is beautiful. It is so well made. It's one of the scariest things I've seen. Not that you're sitting there shivering, but it's just, oh, this happened. This This really happened, yeah. Yeah, it's just this all happened. This is all factual. Now, the character that the lead characters talked about is an amalgamation of many different scientists who went through this because they had to narrow that down. But Chernobyl just was the best thing I'd seen in years. And I didn't discover it to this year, and that's a damn shame. But that's okay. At least I finally got to see it. And would not, would not, still to this day, would not have watched it. If I wasn't home, well, I wasn't alone in a hotel room in Huntington doing Huntington Comic Con, uh, drunk by myself, looking through, they had HBO On Demand. I was like, eh, I'll give it a shot. I can't usually watch this shit at home. And just was up that night and then was up the next night and then was finishing, trying to finish it up here when I drove home. What about you all? James. I, I, oddly enough, I, mine would be a musical act. Um, and I've, I've actually tweeted and shared them on Facebook several times. Uh, Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats is, is a band that I quote unquote, I, they've been around 10, 12 years. I'd never really listened to them. I happened to run across one of their songs when I was, when I'm working, I just let YouTube play and let it auto suggest and I just keep it playing. And, uh, their song uh, "I Need Never Grow Old" came on, and then it immediately played another song by them, and I just was like, "Oh, this is phenomenal music!" And I, I'm not—I listen to music all the time when I work. I, I was cooking dinner earlier today. I put music on. My, my family doesn't get anything to eat from him. Did you get anything to eat, eat from him? Never. Um, never. He better uh, be bringing his cheese dip next week. Um, and I yeah, need to know about the turkey, James. You want my, to uh, turkey? I mean, if you make it, I'll eat some. I'm—I'm I'm a fat guy. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. All right. Keep but going. anyway, uh, uh, no. So that was I listen to music all the time, and so it's very rare though that I find a, a, a quote unquote new to me musician where I immediately start playing all their songs, and most of them really hit for me. I, the, he has a very different the the band has all different. It's kind of Americana. It's some rhythm and blues stuff. Some almost gospel type sounds to it. it's also about heavy drinking and and all of that stuff and i just i have to admit so if you've never heard of uh nathaniel uh, ratliff and the night sweats uh i would say check that out I've had the meat I've, sweats. well that would be what my band would be <laughs> the meat sticks and the meat sweats that's that was jimmy jimmy meat stick and the meat sweats would be my band chad finish this up what's the thing yeah. you discovered this year that you love the most and then it's I guess not we'll talk real quick about what we're looking for. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not. Yeah, yeah. It's not a. Well, or should we? Should we talk about one thing that we hated this year? Yeah, I have. I have. I have a good one. Okay. Um, 
I don't want to talk about a thing. I want to talk about a person. Um, is she in your basement? No. Anders Thomas Jensen. No idea. Uh, he is a director from uh, Denmark. Um, he did an amazing film called Riders of Justice with Ma- Ma- Mads Mikkelsen. Um, and it's about um, this uh this this man who's out uh in in uh the middle east and his wife uh, and daughter are uh, suddenly in a train wreck and the wife dies and he comes home and through a through a sheer, sheer coincidences uh he teams up with these weird mathematicians who show him that he basically prove say that you know she didn't wasn't it wasn't an accident she was murdered and it's all about him teaming up with these these three kooks to find the people who murdered his wife. And I am not doing justice by just that description. It is insane. Uh, Mod is playing straight face as he does. Mads, it's Mads, right, guys? Mm-hmm. It's Mads. Mads playing stone faced straight, and everybody around him is absolutely insane. Um, and it's it's. Uh, just watching as he all he's trying to keep it together for his daughter and all he's thinking about is finding these people and killing them and i'm making it out to be like an action film it's not it's a comedy drama highly recommend checking out that and that led me to uh explore further down to films that i could actually get access by anders um anders thomas jensen and that discovered men man versus chicken and it is a bizarre comedy with my Mads Mickelson playing a goofy guy who has to, every time he talks to a woman, he has to masturbate. <laughs> so um, it's all about him and his brother finding out that their father is not their father. And them going to some, this rant, this Island off out of, out of Denmark and finding that they have other brother, other brothers who were not all well put together and you find out more crazy stuff. And again, just like writers of justice, it has an amazing twist that you don't see coming. Uh, and I mean, bizarre twist. Uh, both of these are on Hulu. Um, if you have Hulu here in the States, uh, who in the States, <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I highly recommend checking out any of uh, Thomas Anders, uh, Thomas Anders Jensen's work. So, yeah. Okay. Right. So bad, bad, bad thing for this year. What do you got? All right. Can I tell you that I don't know this is the worst damn thing I ever saw, but it's so depressing because he made so many great films and some of them are some of our favorite films, but Pinocchio, Robert Zemeckis' Pinocchio. I still haven't watched it. It's dreadful. It's dreadful in the way that it's just so unnecessary and such just a, it's not a beat for beat remake of the animated film, but it just doesn't work on any level. Mm-mm. and it's just a depressing venture because i also watched finally got around to watching his witches remake didn't care for it either i don't know about you all but it i never got to watch it and now i'm not going to be able to <laughs> why it's been it's one of the things that's uh discovery uh, matt discovery hbo they removed it from hbo they removed it oh my it. god i'm going to get rid of that subscription if they keep dropping all that shit because it's 15 bucks a month and i don't yeah. give a damn about their other discovery shows anyway yeah if they add discovery and take away my movie catalog i'm done with you people yeah i'm not no i'm not doing it either way i just it's just a disappointing effort so quickly wrapping up mine was pinocchio james 
Man, I'm having a hard time because I, I've developed this syndrome where if I don't enjoy something, I stop. And I'm trying to honestly think of things that I went, you know what, I'm done with it. And I'm really having a hard time thinking of anything because, quite frankly, I just don't think about it anymore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's things that I, I just stopped doing. I just stopped watching if if it didn't live up to what I wanted it to be. And so I don't have one because I can't nail down anything where I'm like, nope, this is when I just decided Wait, I was done. So you, you can't just say you watched it and said I, you turned it off? You can't tell us one of those? I, I honestly, because I, 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 it may be the greatest gift that my father ever gave me is that evidently I do have the ability that outside of the film X versus Sever, if I hate something bad enough, I just forget it. I just forget it. I, it's, I've had to start doing that because I get mad all the time if I don't. Uh, so I'm trying to think. I mean, there's stuff that I wanted I'm, to like. I think I've only been, not to cut you off, I think I've only been mad after, and it's been superhero films. I've only been mad watching Justice League and the the Superman Returns. Those Actually, are the only two I, those I've been. I, I don't think it's a 2022 film, but I guess you could say Grand Isle may be the one because I started it and I was like, oh, this could be leading somewhere. And then I had to go back and read where it could have been headed before they ran out of money. Chad, finish it seriously. You'll right. know exactly when you're like, wait a second, this is where they ran out of money. You'll know. You'll know. All right, Chad. Uh, what was the one uh, you hated? It's on the nose, but I cannot tell you how much I hated Morbius. Oh, it's pretty bad. Oh my God, it's awful. At first, I was at first I was sitting here with Christy watching it, defending it, going, This is stupid. But it's I mean, it's him as a vampire. But it just went. And went and just got worse and worse uh, there, every five or ten minutes. It oh got my god! It, there was good actors. They're both good actors. That movie's dreadful. Yeah, the only thing that you could give that it's worse for. than Pinocchio. But I I still say Pinocchio because Robert Zemeckis is better than that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, but no, Morbius is not. I mean, it's 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 just dreadful, and it never got better. The only the only saving grace is Matt Smith playing that cartoony villain. But, but he's he, not even good in it, Chad. He's. Hold I'm on. not saying that's the only. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying that's let the me, only saving grace. Let me see which one. Uh, let me see how bad it is on a Joe scale. Joe, you have to pick one to rewatch: Morbius or League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh man, oh, League, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Because League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. At least I'd like to see Sean Connery. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'm curious to see how if if it's just as bad as it was when I saw it. Yeah, if anything, Jason Fleming and Sean Connery. Yeah, but yeah, no, Morbius, Morbius has none of that. No, and Morbius has some of the worst, just awful CGI. Oh it god, just, and none of it works. And you know, I I couldn't. I, bad. I seriously could not help myself uh, when I rented the Blu-ray, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go watch some of the making behind the scenes stuff, <laughs> and them talking about the director and him having. I hate this shit. This is why I stopped watching it. He had such a unique vision and everything just came together. He knew what he wanted. And I'm like, they're saying all this stuff. And I'm like, if that's what he wanted, he should never be behind a camera again. <laughs> it just doesn't work. It really is a bad movie. And I know we've made bad movies ourselves. Or and that after the credits nonsense is just dumb. I don't even remember if I watched after the credits nonsense. The Vulture, Michael Keaton's The Vulture shows up and he goes, I got oh, yeah, I yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and and you know that was actually Morbius, the best scene in the movie. But Morbius is not a bad guy. And then here comes this villain. He goes, "I have a I have a thing that I'd like to hire you for." I'm intrigued. What does that mean? What? What? No, it made no sense. It's just literally Sony trying to throw shit together, and then 
Thank God. And, it's just and remember, awful. if you guys think I'm being rough on it, even though Chad's the one who brought it up, I I defended Venom. I was like, I thought Venom was funny. It was dumb as a box of rocks, like Troll. But now, it I'm was not, fun. I am not getting as red Troll's faced. a better as, movie than Venom, though. And I'm not getting as red faced as I did last year when I talked about uh, Army of the Dead and how awful that was. It was bad. It's Dude, Army of the awful. Dead still pees me off. By the way, that's the only thing that, well, that's not the only thing. I've already said I'm, I want to see what James Gunn does. But if nothing oh, and, else, if James Gunn buries the Snyderverse and I never have to t- hear the term Snyderverse again. Yeah. By the way, if you're a fan of Snyderverse, more power to you. You got your film. Enjoy it. I'm not against that. You should enjoy things. I don't want to take that away from you. But please let time be dreadful. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, if you, if, you, if, you, if you enjoy the Snyderverse that much, I love, I, I will never criticize people about movies they like because I know I don't Unless like the best movies. Or, I, or James or I. Yeah, yeah. What? Or some of the Australians. Me? Yes. No. Yeah. I judge you. I judge you because you rip me apart on movies I like. I don't you judge rip James. James apart all the time too. I do not. I love James. James? <laughs> what? No, but uh, no, but seriously, if you t- if you think the Snyderverse is worth saving, I will like to hear some of your movie opinions, but I'm probably not going to agree with anything you have to say about movies in general. But I will respect it. Just tell me what you think. He's and not I will... going to respect it. Yeah, I'm He's not going to respect it. Respect it um, but no, uh, and by the way, another reason, and another movie that I, I just real quick, I don't know why everybody's Black Adam is, again, awful. Is it? I was going to watch it, and then Chris. It's not as bad I... as Morbius, Joe Froze. But, you know, Chad, to be honest, with the, the with Black Adam, and I haven't got to watch it yet. You're back. Um. But with Black Adam, I haven't got to watch it yet. But in all honesty, I think The Rock isn't the problem there, per se. I think The Rock could play Black Adam. He can, but here's the problem. And this is what... uh, They turned Dwayne Johnson into Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious. He just says one-liners. There's there's nothing there. And also, too, they they just tried to scram so much into that movie and nothing worked. Can I show it to my five-year-old or does he kill yes. people? Uh, he killed, if you're okay with him, of, of, of sometimes dismemberment and people being burned to ash. I don't remember. I don't know. I'm just saying if he can handle that, he might. I, I'm not the one you have to convince. Yeah. I mean, it's not overly, it's not overly bad. All right, all right, gentlemen. Let's, let's let's. What is the what are we looking forward to? I would. I wanted to see the Fablemans and didn't get to see it. Oh man, I don't even remember what's coming out this year. Uh, the I, only, the there only really one... isn't a ton of stuff that I know off the top of my. Oh, I do. Oh, there's see. one. I I will. There's one thing I am extremely looking forward to. I found out that they had to go rent out a super kitchen, a fifty-two hundred square feet super kitchen, or whatever. How many square feet? to make the 52 whatever thousand gallons of blood to make the evil dead rise oh, oh yeah, yeah i did want to see that so yeah. that was on my list that so you beat me to it joe I, well i mean I, I i do love me some evil dead and as do i yeah thir- let's be honest if it's two-thirds as good as the evil dead i don't know what to call it it's a sequel it's a damn sequel the reboot yeah if it's Two-thirds of good gentlemen, I'll be as happy as a pig in shit. I don't know about the other two. What do you what do you about you all? If it's just two-thirds as good. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no I'm game. If if, no, I, can, if, reboot, if I can if I can have at least one smile on my face, it's worth it. 
Yeah. So they had to go get a kitchen to make this 5,000 gallons. Go look up the article. That's a lot of blood. Oh, yeah. Let's see how it goes. James. No, sorry. I can't believe they're putting it in a theater. Yeah. Because they want to go to HBO Max. Yeah, but now, does that mean anything anymore? Well, I, mean, I think it shows a little bit. I think oh. it shows confidence that it can't be terrible. Don't you gentlemen agree? Otherwise, oh, no, no, just, no. I, I they mean, would have wrote it off and ate it. Yeah. As a tax I'm, break. I'm glad you kept talking because now I know what movie I'm looking forward to. All right. Next. James, go. I have, I have several. And I'm, curi- I'm is, curious if he's going to say it. This is one, some of the, uh, this is actually one of the first times that I'm literally, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I want to go to the theater a lot. Yeah, me too. Especially since I've had kids. I mean, I've had to slow down a lot, but this is the first time I'm like, ah, I really want to see that in theaters. Um, obviously, Indiana Jones. I've got to yeah. see it in theaters, folks. It's it's that's a childhood icon for me. But there's actually some other things I really want to see. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah. Oppenheimer, I want to see very, very badly. Evil Dead was on that list as well, as Joe uh, has already mentioned it. Um, and I'll be honest, I had no interest in seeing this movie in the theater until I went to see Violet Knight and it had the trailer for Cocaine Bear. <laughs> that dude, Cocaine Bear's on my list. I wanted to see it last year, and they were supposed to come out this year. Yeah, and now they pushed it back. I want to see Cocaine Bear. Okay, I had no interest in seeing it, and then I saw the trailer, and I was, I was like, okay, like snakes on a plane for me. They officially made it just crazy enough. Where I, I know agree. it's loosely based on a true story. I could yeah. care less. Oh, though. it's not even loosely based. It's, it's not, not even loosely. But the not even close. Is that actually, the story behind the actual cocaine bear is pretty damn good. You could have made a movie out of the actual story. Oh, the, yeah. the bluegrass conspiracy. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. That's a pretty good movie. I actually would have liked to have seen that movie. But yes, if they want to go batshit with a bear doing cocaine, I'm all for it. Uh, but other things I'm looking forward to, again, it's going to be stuff that hits me in my childhood. I, the next Creed movie I'll go see. Um, not from my childhood, but because I've enjoyed the other three. John Wick, of course. I'll have to go yeah, see that. Another one. I forgot about uh, John Wick. John Wick 4. Yeah, that's my second one. Um, and by the way, if y'all don't think I'm going to go see Renfield, which comes he, out a week before. James, quit stealing mine. Renfield, I got to see Renfield. Well, How could you not want to see Renfield? I mean, it's Nicolas Cage with Aquafina. Yes, I know. Um, I'm dying to see it. It also has Nicholas Holt as uh, Renfield. And I'll be honest, the trailer the trailer got to me a little bit for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The yeah, fact I, hope that, that last... I hope he wraps it up well. And well, I and I'll be honest. Some conspiracy where someone's brain is taken over. Otherwise, I'm going to call bullshit. Oh, by the way, that's the other <laughs> thing. James uh, Gunn universe. By the way, Guardians of the Galaxy never had a tentacle monster. Guardians tentacle of the Galaxy brains. 3, though, I got oh, more excited for because I guess True. it should have been an honorable mention for 2022. That Christmas holiday special had no reason to work at all. But I'll be honest, the fact that Rocket got <laughs> Bucky's arm, I laughed for about a minute and a half. And then I had to explain to Dana why that was so funny. Um, but yeah, a Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I, I mean, you're gonna leave, sorry, you're gonna leave James anything? You're leave he's James. Literally, no, he's literally well, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry I, because I know, Chad I know. will never attack you. He loves you, and your I taste know, I know what he's doing. He's literally going down the list and naming every single movie. No, right, I'm not. Why don't you I'm let not. Chad because talk? Because there's some. 
there's some that I don't look forward to. Like Chad, I know I know it's gonna break your heart, but I really am not excited about the Flash. Or Barbie. I'm not either. Uh, I'm not excited about the next Mission Impossible. Sorry. Or Barbie. Um so now you're gonna do this? <laughs> no. No. Or Barbie. Um By the way, no. somebody somebody lists December twentieth as Ghostbusters Afterlife Two. I don't it's, think it's it'll technically make it. showing as possibly being released then. I'm not going to say that's my pick because I don't see it happening by next year. Uh, there's no yeah, if they can't rush it. But that's really it. I mean, there's 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 that's that's those are the ones I mean, but for me at this point in the year to be able to say I've got six or seven films that I'm like, oh, I really want to see those in theater. I'm usually a little bit slower than that. I've got to see more trailers and stuff, but those are ones where as soon as I heard about them, I'm like, mm, and I said the trailers for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I was like, oh, that it, it it's gonna, I mean, yeah, so. So, uh, well, so since James stole all of mine, well, I'm worry. sorry, either we you have know. similar taste or, or you have a brain leech, a brain slug that I put there and I'm controlling you. No, the only ones he didn't mention that I actually really am. I'm also looking forward to seeing is the, is the Dungeons and Dragons film. I kind of am too. I really no, want to see that. I haven't seen anything about it. You the haven't seen the trailer. Okay. I haven't I seen the trailer and I think it's because I've been burned by every other one. Yeah. That's I true. mean, since the cartoon, they're all I, I, since the cartoon and I'll argue stranger things. There hasn't been a good adaptation. Stranger uh, Things is the best adaptation of that property in I modern times. It's listed as coming out this year, but something tells me it's not. I really want to see the the Seth Rogen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutation Mayhem uh, computer animated film. I I, I just got to see it. And then also, I kind of want to see The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Is that coming out? Who's in it? It, it says it's coming out uh, on been, August eleventh. Alex Proyas was even supposed to remember. He talked about. It. I mean, everybody and their mother is at one point or another been attached to that movie. And I, I'd be honest with you, I'm not overly optimistic about it. I don't know anybody who has anybody anybody in the film. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't are, know. Are you are you excited for Wonka, Chad? No, I I I. I I know I'm going to end up seeing it because it's a musical and I have children. Right? And I have I have children who love musicals and also my, my youngest is obsessed with Willy Wonka so I will end up seeing it in the theater. Yeah. We're not yeah. there yet. Uh, you guys but, tell me about it. Now, I will just make you watch. Oh, but you'll have something to look forward to. There's a new Paw Patrol movie, Joe. I'll be there. Paw Patrol, uh, the mighty movie. Mm, I'll be there. Can't get it. Now, away. are you going to take him to the stage show that's coming around? Uh, no, he didn't know that exists. I'll I'll bring it up when I see it next. No, no, he doesn't know. And uh, oh. I'll, oh, the I'll I would say I'd seek Chad on you, but he loves you and incredibly <laughs> I supportive do. of you. Uh, I, uh, I go, I go to bed. Never go, do any wrong. I go to bed. I go to bed looking at his picture every night. That's he how never I never gets at upset when you say I'll be there in a minute. Oh, never. Wait. The computer the, needs a reboot. Chad has never melted down. Over. The, also, the joy, also, by the way, also of me when, having. Also, when he says, I'm on my way, I'm getting a bite to eat. That never bothers me. Never the, bothers the, me. The joy of my kids being the oldest is I get to screw with y'all's kids more. And I appreciate that. By the way, the, really the movie do. I am not looking forward to at all, Craven the Hunter. I won't go see it. I'm more likely to see Craven the Hunter than I think I might be to see. I don't even um, know what that is. Have you guys heard of Barbie? 
It's a Spider-Man movie. I, Joe. I, I'll be honest with you. It's it's so bizarre that I kind of I'm kind of interested in seeing what they and my daughters want to see it, so I'll be going to see it in the theater anyway. By the way, the Barbie movie though, like somebody and was, it's it's Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. I mean, it's got to be something to it. Well, as I say, and and the people are already going nuts because like the first time you see her, she's in the bathing suit that yeah, the, the original, original Barbie came in and all that. In. And I'm like, you know what? It's not for me, right? And that's again, I go back to this. I learned long ago, if it's not for you, it's fine. It's not for you, right? X versus Sever wasn't for me. I still want to hurt the people that made it. But but no, it's the one thing I can't. Like I said, I've learned to block a lot of stuff out. That, that, that movie we are me. almost at two hours good we can make this is one of our episodes. best this is one of our best we can make episodes, it two so. episodes and be farther in further nah, in? i say we do it as one. yeah i mean we have more pad is what i meant to say i say we do it as one just to because you don't want to end the year twice we barely can end it once that's true all right guys anything left before you go no i'm ready to start the wrapping up now I was gonna say I can't well, because Holy I wanted to pal, and he never gets upset when you just absolutely No, I was gonna say the No no I mean we did because movies. Now TV I can't shows hear TV shows coming back would be what? Boys? Night court. Night court. I guess night court I'll look forward to. The boys, think... but better call Saul's over. A lot of what stuff we talked about is wrapped up now. So yeah. I don't I, I wanted to acknowledge that we did a lot of movies we're looking forward to. We talked about our favorite TV shows, but I don't know what all I'm gonna look for. I mean, Strange New World will come uh, back. Shorzy, uh, Shorzy yeah. two, Reacher part, Reacher season two. I'm hoping we're getting a Reacher season two. Vox Machina, even though we, I know I'm just talking about, but the next season starts in a couple of weeks, and I am so excited. Yeah, so I, I mean, mean, but that's it. I don't know the new TV shows that will be new, new that won't just be new seasons. So I wanted to acknowledge. It's not that we're ignoring television and books. I don't know what books are coming out, so I can't. I don't know what I'll lock yet, so I will pick stuff up. This has been Bonehead Weekly. Thank you. It sure has. It's Nanu Nanu, bitches. Uh-huh.